406 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Uh, today's topic is going to be on the Nintendo Labo VR. Uh, I think I talked about it last week, but we gave it to my son for his 8th birthday. I've uh, done a fair amount of playing with it. I've built some of the pieces. Uh, not all of them, unfortunately. I didn't have the time that I wanted. But I got a good idea of what the what the kit is all about, so... We're going to be talking about that. I also did play both Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey uh, after their patches came out on Friday. I played both of those and, and the Nintendo Labo VR, so I will also be talking about that. So that's our main topic. Will, do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Uh, yeah, so I talked about how after I beat Mass Effect Andromeda, I didn't know what direction I was going to be going in. Uh-huh for gaming-wise, for my backlog challenge, and I have settled on Hollow Knight and Octopath Traveler of what I've been playing. I'll get into why when we talk about what we played, so I've been playing that. Um, I'm probably going to try to extensively talk about Hollow Knight because that game continues to grip me um, uh-huh. after having not played it and kind of forget what had gone on. Uh, it continues to bring me back and grip me every single time that I play it. I truly love that game. So we're talking about that. Uh, a little bit of Octopath Traveler. I think that's about it for anything interesting. Very nice. So yeah, I did not play a lot of games this week. Unfortunately, again, I, I'm going to make a concerted effort to play more video games for next week's episode. Uh, but I did play, my, I talked about my kids got me NHL 19 for Easter. So I did play some of that. I started that. And uh, I will talk a little bit about my brief experience with, with Chell 19. We should... So. We should play because I we don't should. play very often, so it's going to be a pretty even match. Yeah, we should. And I honestly didn't play as poorly as I thought I would. I remember after about ten, after about ten minutes, I started to remember all the controls and stuff. So because it really hasn't changed since the last one I played, which is maybe a twelve or thirteen. I might have played last. It has been a while, yeah. So yeah, no, we should. Um, I know Eric has it. Corey obviously yeah. probably doesn't, but no, I Corey think does. He... he bought it. We I don't know why we haven't played yet, to be honest. Yeah, I have I'm gonna throw I, that in our group chat. That's a good idea. <laughs> we should get some chill chill on one of these nights. Uh the only other thing I have to tease is uh of course if you've been with us for a while, you'll know that after the outro credits, uh we will be doing our Game of Thrones recap from this past week's Game of Thrones episode. So and for that Val and Corey will be joining me, so so stay stay tuned if you're interested in that. Um that'll be as i said after the outro if you're watching live we're going to record that live um and then uh if you're watching on youtube that'll be also be someplace on our youtube channel so uh i'll hopefully try to try to post a link to it i usually try to do that so um yeah without further ado let's talk about nintendo labo vr so this is kind of a last minute decision we were going back and forth on what to get my son for his birthday for his eighth birthday uh and i saw that it come out Really what got me interested in, in it, period, was the Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey uh, patches integration with Nintendo Labo VR. So that's what put it on my radar initially. I mean, I've always been kind of interested in the Labo thing. Uh, it's a really interesting use of the Switch and its technology. Um, so, it, you know, I, honestly, my I thought my son, he's had limited experience with some phone VR stuff and really liked it. So I thought it was it would be something he would enjoy. Uh, sure enough, he, he did enjoy it quite a bit. So uh, it comes in this big 
square flat box. We had, we got the whole kit too. There's a cheaper VR kit that just comes with the the headset and then one other attachment. This one comes with a bunch of attachments, um, but it comes in a box in a cardboard in cardboard sheets that you punch out all the pieces. Uh, comes with a couple bags of plastic pieces and rubber bands. Uh, and then when you when you're ready to build it, you load up the game into the switch and you like lay the switch on the table. Uh, and then you use a touchscreen, like it, it runs you through the whole process in a very, very easy to use and easy to follow uh, format. It's it's just a video, so you hold down. There's two buttons. There's back and forward, and if you hold down the forward button, obviously it rewinds the video to the point where you can uh, go to the next instruction. Uh, it's all very well laid out. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised too at how uh, solid this this cardboard is. And I got I brought the pieces with me for those in the chat or watching on YouTube. So uh, this right here is the Labo VR headset. Ooh. Uh, the switch just slides into the side here. And then uh, if you have uh, the attachments, just slide over that. Or if you're playing something like uh, there's a couple games that you just use, uh, you know, the, you hold it up to your face and you use the, the Joy-Cons in your individual hands, like the Wiimote. Uh, there's a there is a guard that you put on here to hold your switch into the into the thing. Um, it probably took me I don't know maybe twenty minutes to build the base thing, uh, and I've seen a lot of people have been able to like rig up their own based on like an old uh, phone headset or like a Google cardboard type of thing that people have gotten their gotten to work with their switches. Um, if I had to have a complaint about this one specific thing, it's there's, there's no included way to strap it to your face so you have to hold it up the entire time but uh really yeah people can i mean there's there's people have already come up with guides on how to attach a strap to it so you can strap it i saw someone on reddit had like taped it to the brim of a trucker hat that they (laughs) like you know like tied to the back of their head so there is ways around it genius Um, there's a company and i wish i could think of the name of it they they came out with a strap for it too it's like twelve dollars to buy a strap for this um, I have a he- like a head cell phone uh, camera like mount thing for your forehead, uh, so I'll probably just try to figure out a way a way to do that um, at that point. So um, of the of the pieces that we have, uh, I've built the obviously the standard headset, and then I built the camera attachment, which I'll show. And these just like they snap together and slide together really easily. Uh, so the, the camera, and once again, I apologize to the people listening and not watching. Um, this isn't as interesting. I'll try to describe it. But So the camera, it looks like a camera. The Joy-Con goes in the lens here. There's one with like a, a uh, I don't know, IR camera or whatever uh, that goes in there. And then yeah. the other one goes in here. So you hold it uh, like you would a camera and you click the right trigger uh, to take pictures on it. Uh, so the the games for that were uh, an underwater the underwater like ocean type of thing where you take yeah. pictures, and yeah. this uh, the the lens thing actually turns too, and clicks to to zoom in and zoom out when you're when you're underwater and you're that's taking crazy. Pictures. Yeah. The other that thing is, is crazy. a weird house with like a weird ball creature thing that almost looks like a rabbit. Uh, that's the other uh, camera game. That uh, that I didn't play that one as much. That it wasn't as interesting as, uh, as the underwater one, so I spent spent most of my time doing that. Um, so that's cool. Uh, the games that come with it. So there is games that just come with the 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 st- straight up VR headset too. Um, a bunch of mini games. There's there's like a baseball one. 
like uh, if you remember the Wii, the Wii Sports type of thing. There's oh, yeah. a couple of those type of games. There's one where you have to rotate uh, a little spaceship around and you try to break stuff with it based on how you move it and you move it with the it's all very like intuitive too i was a little bit surprised by that um i'll talk about the graphics too for these games um you know it's nothing uh earth shattering as far as fidelity goes um but you know it's uh it's it's immersive and intuitive and it you know it it tracks movement really well which i was surprised by Uh, as far as like looking around and stuff it, it tracks it really well um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. There's one mini game where you have like a, a, a statue guy, and you have to make him dance around. Um, there's a few different ones. They're all nothing that you want to spend a lot of time on. It's all mini mini games to kind of it, uh, test it out. To test it out, yeah. And it, it's uh, we passed it passed it around actually at my my son's birthday party was also this past weekend. Uh, so I hooked up Breath of the Wild to that and passed it around. Everyone wanted to you know see breath of the wild and vr and you know yeah move around and stuff it was it was cool everyone was 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 impressed by it so uh so for the next thing this is uh quite the contraption here this is the bird attachment for the labo vr uh let's see here so this thing if you can see that is quite the (laughs) wow it's quite the contraption so for this one uh again you hold it up to your face uh, but it's got little handles here that you squeeze. It's rubber band. So this is how you make it fly, is by squeezing these handles here and making the bird bird's wings flap up and down. Uh, you and, know, and in that one, it's a wide open thing. You play as a as a bird. It's all very cartoony too. I'm not gonna try to tell you it's uh, lifelike, but it's uh, again very responsive, very intuitive. Uh, you kind of need to bank bank with the headset to like turn and stuff, and then. You know, you you pull the handles to to flap the wings and and fly up and away, and it's it's it's. I was impressed by it thus yeah. far. So, yeah, uh, seeing it, Dan, makes me think Nintendo is a genius because that's like some pretty cool designs for. Were they hard to put together? No. Um, the camera probably took me about half an hour. I bet you. I think this one was this is the hardest one I built so far. I think the elephant attachment might be the hardest one. Okay, but the the bird took me like forty five minutes. It's not hard. It's just, you know, you got to pay attention to the to the to the instructions and make sure you follow them to a T. Yeah, because uh, you don't you know you don't want to mess it up. And once they're like together, it feels very solid. Yeah, uh, I mean, my kids could could trash these. If I let my twins get them, they would trash them. It's not so sturdy that it's not going to withstand kids. But uh, you know, for for my older two kids, they they play with it, and then we put it somewhere high where my twins can't reach it. I feel like it, it, it'll last a while. Yeah. Um, I know there's ways you can get, like, replacements if, if you want to. Oh, they so, do have the uh, replacements for all that? Yes, I believe you can get replacements. I think I read that somewhere. I never never looked up to see if you could actually do that, but I'm sure you can. Because that, that is what I was going to ask next, ask next, is if they get wrecked, if you can replace them easily. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, or at least get plans to, to be able to make it out of your own cardboard. There might be that. I, I wish I had looked that up, but I didn't, but I know there's a way to get replace some parts and, or follow like, you know, cardboard, actual cardboard instructions. Um, so the other ones that came with the kit are like a, a bazooka, an elephant. Yeah. What was the other thing? I'm not going to think of it now, but I haven't been able to build those yet. As I, as I build those and we try out the games, I'll, I'll experience it. But as I said, it's, it's, it's pretty good. 
Um, but for the main event, I did want to talk about Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Uh, that being what drew me into this thing in the first place. Um, I, I'm sure you read the, high, the 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 headlines about how bad Breath of the Wild is in VR. Uh, that seems to be what I, a lot of people think. I actually didn't know that, to oh, be yeah. honest. Oh, people people trashed it. Um, however, I thought it was quite good. Okay. I was actually very impressed with it. Uh, I don't know if there's an expectations problem here. Um, the graphics in it are not good. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush there. Everything's pretty pixelated, um, but it's it's perfectly playable. Uh, I didn't get sick at all doing it. I've probably played, I would say, my longest time. I, I bet you spent half an hour straight playing it. Uh, probably an hour and a half altogether. But easily half an hour I spent playing Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the complaints that people had were that it's hard to see your heads-up display, like especially your hearts and stuff. That's That's a fair complaint. It is a little hard to see the hearts. Uh, the frame rate for me was about the same. It's 30 frames. Um, you know, I don't love the 30 frames, but it's it's fine. It's it's Breath of the Wild. It doesn't doesn't bother me much. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, yeah. As I said, the graphics were were not not very good. A uh, little bit pixelated. Uh, distant objects are are can be hard to make out at times. But uh, you know, I don't know what people were expecting exactly. Uh, the Switch is not a super powerful device. It's only a 720p screen. Breath of the Wild is only uh, 30 frames per second. Uh, so I honestly, I'm really impressed with what they were able to do and in a, just a free update, you know, and you yeah, can play could... the entire game in VR if you want. Uh, I actually want to, like, start over from the beginning and just play, have a VR version of, of Breath of the Wild where I just play it in VR. Um, so this is probably a case of people having unreal expectations for. I don't know. I mean... <clears throat> I, I understand the motion sickness thing, but I actually had Corey try it, um, who was as is known to get motion sickness playing games, and he was fi- he played it for eh, maybe ten minutes. Okay, and it was fine. Uh, he actually thought it was good too. Um, so a couple of the complaints uh, again, I'll, I'll I'll address the complaints. So when you're moving your head around, it changes the angle that you're looking at Link. So if you turn to the right it'll like rotate around his right if you turn to the left it'll rotate around his left if you look down it'll kind of rotate the camera above and if you look up it'll kind of rotate the camera underneath him so it it took me maybe five minutes to get used to the orientation and stuff Um, but once i did i I thought it was actually kind of cool uh, in a very cinematic way to to watch the game so like when you're fighting you can you know kind of turn your head and you know view the view the combat from a different angle it was it was very cool um what was the other complaint oh uh, the the thing that that the reason why i didn't actually end up playing more uh and i I feel like this is a valid complaint but it's one that we can solve is when you're playing a game like breath of the wild or mario odyssey obviously you have to hold this to your face if you don't have a strap for it yeah so holding it to your face while playing with the with the joy cons attached to the side of the thing is it's it's uncomfortable um, and I, as I said, it's why I didn't end up playing more. Some people solve that by laying down and putting this on their face like that. That's smart. <laughs> and just playing with the normal Joy-Con. Um, but then you can't like look around like you would. But you know, for some people, that was enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the 3D is really well done in it. It's it's as I said, I was very very impressed with it. 
Um, and especially after, you know, because I actually tried it as soon as the patch came out. It was, I feel like it was really late Thursday night maybe, and I played for maybe 10 minutes. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'll have to, I'll have to get back to it. And then I woke up the next morning. I read everybody's reviews and how bad it was. I'm like, I just didn't huh? have the same experience. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it is expectations because people maybe aren't realizing or thinking about it. It's literally a, a cardboard unit, you know, that's yeah. doing this. Like, when you look at Oculus and these other ones, it's like a huge tech undertaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's more to it. This is just literally cardboard with the the lens in it to make it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's cool that that Nintendo's like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll make Breath of the Wild our our quintessential Switch launch game. Just free update, you know, if you yeah. have Nintendo Labo VR. Like I said, even people were getting, uh, you know, the cheap phone headsets that you can get off the internet for like 20 bucks and, mm. and figuring out a way to attach those to their to their Switch and, and playing it that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just think that's really cool of them to do. Yeah, no, I think that's a really cool way for them to do it, too. Because they, I mean, I don't know how much it is, but it's more affordable, right, than... What's that? The Labo? Yeah, it was $80 for yeah, for I... the la- for the high-tech high, high tech set, too. Like, we got all the attachments. I mm-hmm. think the cheap VR is only 40 It comes with the, the headset and then one of the other attachments. I think it might be the Bazooka okay. attachment. Um, so... Yeah, no. Forty boxes, you know, and it's. I honestly think it was fun to build these too. Like, yeah, as someone who grew up playing with Legos, uh, it was very, very cool to put all this stuff together. So, yeah, they're like toys that you're you're putting together. Yeah, yeah, for you and your kids to play around with. Yep, I I think on a cardboard. I I think it's a genius idea. I wonder how it's doing sales wise. I don't know. I I think it's. I think I heard that it's it's meeting expectations. It's not blowing expectations out, but you know, it's something else that you can use the thing for. Like like I said, it's not going to blow you away. But my you know my kids love love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I like it because I'm gonna hopefully eventually play long periods of time of Breath of the Wild in VR. So. It's definitely not a bad. Um attempt for nintendo to get into that space because i mean none of the other vr headsets aren't really taking off either so well you i mean it's the oculus like my pc would barely run like the oculus or the you know obviously my pc's old at this point but you need at least probably a thousand dollar computer to be able to experience vr or a playstation 4 with with ps4 or the psvr but that together is if you don't have a ps4 already that together is six seven hundred bucks and then games and all that stuff so yeah no i i think the the nintendo version of vr is a pretty good idea for them to do and like hey if they want to pursue it into a greater degree like they can if they decide but i think uh i think labo vr is was a great move by nintendo and i i wish i was there to try it because i mean whenever you want you could try it uh it'll be here yeah, true, true. I because I I want to see what it's like. Yeah. How was Odyssey? Uh, so Odyssey? yeah, Mario Odyssey. It's it's not the full game. They have they have VR like missions that you do. And the way it works is you're 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 stationary in in these like the 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 goal of these is to find uh, musicians instruments for for musicians to to put together a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're stationary in one part of one of the worlds. I the, I only ended up doing the Cap Kingdom. Uh, 
and I found all the all the the instruments in the Cap Kingdom. And yeah, you're stationary in Mario. You just see Mario like run off into the distance, and you control him. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you're you can move him, you know, close or far or where have you, and and you know you can still like turn around in 360 degrees and see what's behind you and all that stuff. But you are stationary in one spot, and just Mario moves around. Interesting. So it's a, it's a, that's a different experience too. It's very cool. I would love to see if they could do the full Mario Odyssey in VR. Yeah. Um, are so all the key... give that a try? Are all those like that special missions in all of the kingdoms, or is it in just certain I think amount of kingdoms? There's only three or four. Okay. I meant to do more of them today, but I ended up building. Uh, today, actually, I built the camera and the and the bird just okay. so I have a because I only had the the headset built over the weekend and we just ran out of time for for building all of them. So yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to try, try a couple of the new attachments first. How many attachments did it come with? I, I know think, you said all of them, but is that like eight? Nine? I think it's five. Okay. There's, you know what? I'm gonna look it up because I'm gonna. I, I don't want to put put out misinformation. Um, there's an elephant attachment. Uh, whoops! I don't want to close that tab. That's important for later. Uh, okay. Nintendo Labo VR. Uh, okay, so the the standard kit forty dollars comes with the headset and the bazooka. The advanced one comes with um so the headset the camera the bazooka the bird and the elephant so i did have all of them right okay yes oh and a a wind pedal which i'm not sure what that is yeah i don't know what that is but i haven't haven't tried that one oh you know what i think it's i don't know I'll have, to, I'll have to do that one next because I'm yeah, intrigued yeah. by it. Um, so you've built four of them? Uh, three. So the, three the standard headset, the the camera, and the bird. Okay. Um, but the, this is like out of stock pretty much everywhere too. So. Okay, I gotcha. I have to wait for them. We're actually actually lucky because it went out of stock. I I think my wife bought it a couple days after it went on sale, and maybe like two days later it was out of stock everywhere. So. So you guys were. Uh, good timing with that yes um but yeah yeah my son loves it he's he spent quite a bit of time today with the after he got home from school and with the camera taking pictures of of fish in the ocean and it's it's it's, i'm pretty impressed with it yeah um i'll be interested to see if nintendo does any more of their first parties in in 3d if they'll add like mario kart or arms or splatoon to to the vr thing for for in some some capacity i would love to try could you uh, imagine Mario Kart? That. Uh, that would be sweet. I would that love would that. You know, so even if it's cool. a lower fidelity one, that's fine. I'm I'm not expecting Mario Kart as it stands now. You know, in the solid sixty frames per second. You know, it's if they can do some sort of VR thing with it, that would be amazing. Well, you'd be ill trying to go however fast those carts are in <laughs> VR. Yeah, I would love. <laughs> yeah, keep a barf bucket near you for that one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, ultimately, I'm I'm very very happy with it, pleased with it. Um, I think it's a good value, and I'm I'm glad we glad we tried it because I've been impressed with. And as I said, Breath of the Wild is not, I, at least in my opinion, isn't as bad as everyone's complaining. So yeah, that's it's that's, not, been, it's... that's been the theme over the past week is lots of complaining, which we'll get to later on. To be honest, 
games are bothering me. I know people are passionate about them, but everybody's so unhappy with everything. Oh, I know. Well, it, I'm going through that now with Game of Thrones, too. Oh, really? Oh, my God, the salt. <laughs> it's brutal. But anyway, that's for later. It's society. It's It really is. <laughs> As... I mean, coming up here, I'm probably going to complain about something stupid, so, like, I'm no better, but I also don't let it dictate me online and yeah. life and whatever. And you don't attack people for thinking differently. No. God, I could care less. So, so yeah. Well, let's get into nibble bits, shall we? Yes. All right. Will, you can get started. Sure, Dan. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you are interested in knowing, but the Canes are going to win again, so they're up three zip. Are they really? Yeah. Um, so, starting off, I don't know if you have this one, but Eric sent this to us. Epic Games is buying Rocket League Maker Psionics. Yeah, I think this big news. Came, where came this came out of nowhere, right? Uh, yeah, I had not heard this at all from anywhere. That's the sort of thing that usually leaks ahead of time. Yeah, it's the first time I heard of it when I read it today, I was like, "What is happening?" So. uh there's an update to this article um, with Psionics talking to The Verge. Um, and Epic has also added to the story saying that they're going to continue to sell Rocket League on Steam um, and have not announced plans to stop selling the game there. So it'll be available everywhere. Um, and Steam will also be included with the long-term plans for the future. Huh. So um, there's being mods and trading added to rocket passes so there's a lot of stuff coming out i'm kind of very surprised by this that psionics with how much money they make that they went to a publisher like epic yeah i don't know i mean they uh, epic must have made them one heck of an offer and they've got the money to do it now so yeah they the offer must have been whew, blown them away because they brought in i think psionics is made rich off of this game oh from... yeah definitely what i've heard so definitely very interesting um i don't know how to feel about it because i've been the biggest kind of epic games hater right now because i don't like that their client is snatching up games considering of how bad of a client it is um so that's kind of been bothering me but i'm kind of wait and see on this because i don't really know what to expect of this acquisition yeah yeah, I mean, Psionics always seems to be fair with everything, so I can't see them being like, no, we're not going to be on Steam. I can't see them being okay with not being available wherever they can, you know, it's it's on the Switch. And cross, they're, they're pushing the cross-platform play, like, that's... They I, were the first. Can't, to yeah, kinda... they're one of the first. Yeah, I can't, I can't see them being okay with, you know, just being pulled from Steam. Very interesting times. Um, I don't know if you heard a story about Rocket or the Epic um, Studio with Fortnite and the like running hundred hour weeks for all their employees since the game launched. No, I haven't heard that. I yeah, there's been issues with that and the Riot Games too. I've heard the Riot Game stuff. I haven't heard as much of the Epic Epic the Fortnite development team. I might have misspoke on that one. I'm gonna double check no, that real quick. I think you're right. I think you're right. Games Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see real quick how yeah, yeah how should, Fortnite we... success led to intense. I would click the article, but it's Polygon, so I don't okay. want to. Gotcha. But yeah, so that yeah, they've had crunch issues there. So, um, 
that's getting out there. So I'd be interested to see where that goes. Yeah. But moving on from that, Square Enix is expanding its Montreal divisions, uh, creating 100 new jobs. That's awesome because Square Enix hit or miss in some of their games, but I still like a lot of them. So yeah. I'll be interested to see what more we get out of that. Maybe it's more Deus Ex, more Final Fantasy stuff. Who really knows? But um, I'll be interested to see what Squeenix ends up doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you see microsoft's <laughs> newest update to their community standards on xbox i heard the acceptable trash talk yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna uh beardless says riot games are issues on sexual harassment oh as well. yep so, i did hear that I yeah hear that. that's not i never like hearing that that's not no okay. so i'm gonna read you what they say isn't okay so <laughs> when i say in the Okay, so the first one, as an example, is get, and then they put in parentheses, sexual threat. Can't believe you thought you were on my level. <laughs> then there was, hey, profanity, that was some serious potato aim, get wrecked trash. That's acceptable? Unacceptable. Oh, unacceptable, okay. Um, only reason you went positive was you spent all game camping. Kill yourself, kid. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I'm laughing, but... That's the gist of how those went. What they say is okay, is get destroyed. Can't believe you thought you were on my level. That was some serious potato aim. Get wrecked. Only reason you went positive is you spent all game camping. Try again, kid. It's funny to me that they took the time to write out acceptable trash talk. Yeah. And it actually is a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, it's kind of with the times. Like, the only reason you went positive was you spent all game camping. Yeah. Potato aim is a thing you see on the internet yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, um, that gave me a good chuckle reading that. My last That's one, which stuff. also gave me a chuckle, is the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. I have. I know you asked if we'd watched it. I have not seen it yet, but I do intend on watching it. I don't know how to feel when I watch it. I laugh a lot, because it's just... I don't know. <laughs> the fact that they made a Sonic live animation and it just looks the way that it does, how how, how did they let that happen? You know what I think of when, or what I thought of when I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog was Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. That's immediately what I thought of. Like, that's what they were going for. I don't know. Maybe that's what they well, were going for, but. Dan, Jim Carrey is also the villain in this movie. I heard that. He's uh, Dr. Robotnik? Yeah. Okay. It's... <laughs> I, everyone has to watch it because yeah. I came away just being like, what did I watch? Nice. Oh, my God. Um, they also have a compa- compared Sonic to Dr. Seuss as well uh, with some of the facial expressions. So okay. um, it's, quite, it's quite something. I know... Um, uh, Beardless says, I'm on board to watch Jim Carrey chew through scenery. <laughs> is that uh, See, I'm not that familiar with Sonic. Is that what Dr. Robotnik does? Is that his thing? I think so. It's, but... I've I've played very little Sonic. Like, Green Hills levels Sonic. Not, yeah. not much past that. I will say, in this trailer, Sonic running looks alright, but when it's just him kind of just standing there, just like, it looks so goofy. Uh-huh. Can't, I... Can't believe they did this. <laughs> is it a little bit like it's a little bit too like uh, the Detective Pikachu stuff, with the kind of realistic looking Pokemon? And some of them are super missed, and some of them are actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much like that. But 
it just Sonic is a miss as opposed to look like he only looks good when he's running because they blur out the just weird looking feet that he's got going on. It's okay. it's, it's something. I'm I'm gonna watch after I'm done recording tonight. It's definitely worth a view. Um, nice. We saw some Borderlands three stuff. It looks really good. I don't know if you saw any of it today, Dan. No, I wanted to check it. I wanted to recap some of that stuff, but I didn't get a chance to check it out. So, yeah, it looks uh, it looks like quite the game. I'm pretty excited to to get my hands on it, and I don't know when I'm going to play it because if I want to get it on PC, I'm going to be waiting a little bit longer. But um, yeah, it looks awesome. It looks like new Borderlands and what exactly what we wanted. So, I uh, can't wait for that to come out. Nice. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna check out the details later, hopefully. Yeah, there's like a seventeen minute gameplay video or something like that. Claptrap's in it. Funny as ever. Nice. Yeah, go so, off Claptrap. Yeah, that's uh that's it for my nibble bits. Nice. Okay, I got a couple here real quick. Uh the first one is that so uh, we had talked about pers- the Persona five S announcement, uh with it possibly being Persona five Switch turns out that is not the case um persona 5 is uh an rpg uh it's not it's a not an rpg switch port it's a dynasty warriors style game which i'm all based in the persona universe persona universe which i think is very cool people were very upset about this except me really i think yeah yeah people were like oh because stupid because it doesn't come to switch or they don't like the idea of uh persona 5 and both warriors yeah i mean i only read a few comments and everybody was unhappy about it i thought it looked pretty cool because i'm a huge warriors fan so uh the more that they can put in that world and kind of the those that team has shown that they can take all their franchises and do a warriors game so i was on board for it sucks it's not coming to switch because now i have to get it on playstation 4 when i get one so i'm just whatever i'm just gonna do that and stop hoping because I don't think it's going to happen. So, okay. Um, so that was the other one. The other one, uh, my next nibble bit is uh, it's a bit of a silly one, and that's that uh, Razor, after much fan demand, I guess, is is coming out with a toaster. Really? Yes. The PC components maker Razor is making a toaster. I have to look this up. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. I want one. I'm I'm not gonna lie. If that's the actual the actual toaster, um, oh wow, yeah, isn't it cool? I would love <laughs> to have one of those. It's got the glowing glowing lights, like uh, you know, like like razor stuff does. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> it makes the razor logo on on the toast too. And it's got the glowy underneath. I think it looks fantastic. I wonder how much this is gonna be. Uh, probably a lot because Razor stuff is a lot, but it's also really good. Uh, I'll show it in the chat here for people, but that's that's what it looks like. I think it looks fantastic. <laughs> Beardless says it's a good sci-fi toaster, and he's absolutely right. That's something that would be in like um, in uh, Cyberpunk. Is yeah, that, I re- that toaster. It really would be. I want to know how much this is because. Razor is turning its Razor Toaster April Fool's joke into a real. So this was an April Fool's joke. Okay, and then, five and then years the, ago, there was so much fan demand for it that, that that they decided to make it, which is cool. I think caving in due to fan <laughs> pressure is what this article says. It's fantastic. 
Razor uh, coaster. I mean, yeah, I'm on board. If it's yeah. not a bajillion dollars, I yeah, might I mean, look even into kidding one. Even if it's like seventy bucks, like I would probably buy it just because it's cool, you know. Oh man, people were getting razor toaster tattoos. Twelve people, really. <laughs> uh, nice. Kurt Smith, Caleb Boyd, what are you guys doing? Getting razor toaster <laughs> tattoos. That's what they're doing. Uh, good for them. Okay, for that's them. all I got for nibble bits. Will, how was your week? Uh, it's all right. I've been sick the last like month, so that's kind of been horrible. I felt really sick for like a week and a half, and then got better. And then for Easter, I felt fine. And then when I got home from work, I started feeling sick again, and I've been sick since. So uh, that's no fun. I've had like no energy. I, I guess the low grade flu is going around and ravaging people on oh, top really? of really bad allergies. Yeah. Um, I have both allergies don't usually bother me this bad, but I think it's because I'm just weakened as is. So I've just been getting screwed with this over and over again. So I've just been sleeping as much as I can. And like, I've had a sore throat for like a month. It's been, it's been awful. So I'm really excited for spring to be over. We can just get out of this awful part of the year. Yeah. It's supposed Uh, to warm up now. So thank God. Yeah. Hopefully we can stop getting crazy weather swings because that gives me migraines too so like i've just been getting getting killed with headaches and everything so um i was so bad i actually took a week off from lifting which i never do oh wow last week yeah so i i did that and been trying to do it this week and i've just been so like slow because i've got nothing in the tank all the time yeah so um i'm very much looking forward to feeling better nice um and i know a lot of people have been feeling this effects too so not alone a lot of people are dealing with it so stay healthy out there stay everybody healthy that's right yeah because it's hard to avoid because i take good good lengths to stay healthy and couldn't avoid it this time so uh other than that i've been playing video games doing school i'm almost done with school this semester and i really can't wait i've kind of been fed up with it so yeah not oh. much further right I've got until, like, the 20th, I think. Nice. So, it sucks, because all my friends at BU are done next week. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. realize it was that big of a difference. Yeah, it bothers me, but it is what it is. Whatever. We start later, I guess. Yeah. That's it for me, though. Okay. I I don't know that I have anything to talk about, really. I mean, my, my week was dominated by my son's birthday, um, you know, party on Saturday. Uh, Game of Thrones, which we'll talk about later. I really don't think I have anything else to, to talk about. So Nothing else. Now, let's get into what we played. Uh, I'll start because I really didn't play that much, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I am going to make a very considered effort to have more to talk about for next week. But uh, I did play NHL 19 for the first yeah. time. So uh, I had a few moments for whatever reason. I don't know. What, maybe it was in the morning when I had woken up on, on Sunday, maybe. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll play some NHL. Um, you know, my kids got it for me. I'm sure they wouldn't mind watching. Uh, so I fired it up and I ran into the install issue. Mm. Yep. Uh, which is obnoxious. Still, I, I don't. Ah, it's it's annoying. Like I have the physical copy. I don't want to install a game that takes 45 minutes or whatever. Uh, but luckily, it was only uh, maybe 20 minutes of install time before I was able to actually play it. Not the whole game because it hadn't fully installed. 
Uh, so I just played a you know a one-off game that was the the Stanley Cup final from last year, which was uh, Vegas and and Washington. Uh, so I played that to you know kind of get the feel back for the game uh, while the rest of it installed. And I didn't end up playing any more at that point, but I think I played later on in the day or maybe Monday. Uh, was it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It plays a little bit more like the older games that we liked, right? It does. It's a little bit more arcadey than than some of the other game than than the the some of the more recent titles. It's faster. Um, there's less like um, like when you're moving with your player, like you felt the whole body would like you can start and stop way easier than you could in the other games, and like yeah. there was less player movement and momentum taking you in the direction you didn't want to go. Yeah. Um. I hated that. Yeah, so it feels less sloppy. Yep, definitely, uh, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I, I played that for a little bit. Uh, the kids were very impressed with the graphics. Um, <laughs> my son would like wander off for a little bit and play something, and then he'd come back and he'd be like, "Oh, hockey's on!" I didn't know. Oh, I forgot you're playing the video game. Wait, is this the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were they were shocked by how good it looked. Yeah. Uh, but then I started uh, the be a pro mode. Because that's what I spent the the last iteration of the game that I own. That's what I spent the most time playing uh, as an offensive defenseman. I think I even played through a couple seasons as that. Uh, so I started that again, again with myself as an offensive defenseman. Um, <clears throat> I'm doing the one where you play through the Memorial Cup playoffs. Yeah, that's um, fun. Who? Oh, who did I pick? I'm. Um, dang it! What team am I? <clears throat> OHL. Yes. Erie. No. Ah. Oshawa. Kingston. No. Uh, I'm Kitchener. Gonna, I'm not going to come up with the team. Saginaw. No. Uh, Flint. Uh, no. Oh, Windsor. I'm Windsor. Windsor. Windsor okay. Spitfires. That, that was the next one I was going to say. <laughs> Windsor Spitfires. I think the first game we played against um, was it Oshawa Generals. Ah, uh, probably yeah. Uh, I don't know how how I don't know if it took the actual Memorial Cup teams uh, that were in the Memorial Memorial Cup or not, but yeah, you you pick your team that you play in in the juniors, and, and depending on how well you do in the Memorial Cup, that determines your draft position. So I have got to play through three three uh, OHL or CHL games before I uh, before I get drafted. So I'm excited to do that. I only ended up playing one game. I had to, I think I had two goals and two assists. Oh wow! Still got it. Uh, in my, yeah, my first game. So uh, a couple big hits, some good defensive plays. Uh, I think it was a plus three, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's that. It's it's awesome. I love yeah. that. Uh, but I, I need to dig it more into some of the other modes. I want to try the three on three pond hockey, that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so far I like it. I, I will definitely play more of that. It's something I can also play when my kids are awake and around if they're occupied and I want to sneak in some chill time, I can do that. Unlike a game like Sekiro or Red Dead, yep. which I have to wait until they're uh, asleep. Sleeping, to play. yeah. So that's that's a very nice thing. So that's all yeah, I've got, Will. We definitely got to play. Um, I think, as you said, we all have it, so we can do, do some chill playing again. Yeah. Like the old days. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Will, what do you got? We're talking Hollow Knight? Yeah, I want to talk Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the most frustrating but amazing and captivating game I've ever played. Uh-huh. It's frustrating because I'm at the point now where I don't know. 
I was explaining. I don't know if I was explaining this off podcast. I think I was, but I don't know if it's I'm just really bad at the game or if the bosses that I'm fighting now are a lot harder. Uh, for people who have played the game, I'm fighting the Watcher Knight right now, and I don't know what it is, but when things start bouncing around for attacks is when I just get thrown way for a loop. And to compound that, there's multiple Watcher Knights you have to fight at the same time. So you fight, there's six of them total, you fight no more than two at a time. If I keep pausing the mic, it's because I'm coughing for people who are listening. So not a problem. Um, So there's a little cheat where you can drop a chandelier on one and kill one. So you only have to fight five. But, man, I'm just getting destroyed because, like, there's two different rolls that they do. There's one that just rolls straight across the map. And then there's another move that they do where they bounce around and they can go to varying lengths of the stage and whatnot. And I just cannot for the life of me beat it. Um, It's super frustrating, but... I still love the game, and I don't know. I've been watching lore videos on the game because the story is kind of over my head because I stopped playing it for a couple months, and I picked it back up, so I kind of forgot a lot about the story of what was going on. So, like, learning about the story again is really cool. It's like a Dark Souls, Bloodborne-like game where there's no story that's presented to you, like, at face value a lot of it is, like, where you dream nail stuff. You get stuff through there, uh, through different npcs you talk to and the story is really really in depth i honestly i gave this game number 10 on my top 10 list i could see this game ranking higher and higher uh the more and more i play it and like i am so excited for hollow knight 2 uh with hornet because i actually when i was we did our best boss fights talk dan Mm -hmm. uh last week i said the hornet fight was one of my favorites um, and I gave that up there for best boss fight. But right after we got done recording, I found the second boss fight with Hornet, uh, and that was even more fun and oh, more really? intense. Yeah, nice. like it was really, really cool. Um, I really want to beat this game because I it's a hard game. It's a challenging game for people who listen. Now I don't like hard games, but this game is just complete. Continued to get me and continue for me to play. Um, I'm loving it. How the Hollow Knight is actually my most wanted character for Smash, too. Oh, that would be cool. I don't think it would happen, but you never really know because Nintendo is going off the wall for these characters. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected Joker from Persona 5, either. So <laughs> not, not a chance. And, like, there's that leak going around where it's, like, Minecraft guy, Master Chief, uh, Doom guy. I'd be really upset if those were the characters, but I think the Hollow Knight would be a perfect character to add in. Yeah. Um... I know people want Shovel Knight, and he's the assistant trophy, so there is a precedent where indie games, like, characters have been put in there. Um, I would be ecstatic if that happened. So, um, loving Hollow Knight, uh, just exploring the world, it's just, there's so much in there, and, like, the $15 price tag for that game is insanity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not to change the subject real quick, Will, I want to throw this out there. What if we do uh, some at some point have a podcast episode where we have Dream Smash Brothers characters? That's actually a good idea. I actually really like that idea, because <laughs> I, ha- I have a couple that I'm like, please, for the love of God, put them yeah. in this game. Yeah, maybe we'll do that soon, because when's the next DLC character supposed to come out for Smash? I actually just read today that they've been developing DLC character 2 and 3 simultaneously. Okay. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're going to do a dual announcement here at, like, E3 or something. Okay. Um, which I kind of have a feeling that might happen. One of them might come out right then and there, and then another one a little bit later. Who knows? Um, nice. But, yeah, they've been they've been developing 2 and 3. So 
Um, I would say the latest E3 is when we find out. So cool. that's actually a good episode for next week. Yeah. If we need. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Because uh, <laughs> maybe we, we should plan on that anyway. Because so we don't decide at the last minute, and I can think about it all week. Yeah. No. That's actually. There's not a new game coming. Oh, we might end up doing uh, Steam World Quest. I know Corey's been playing that, so. But maybe. Uh, well, we I'll talk quest. to him. We, we could do Quest and then Smash characters, yeah. or Smash characters and then Quest, depending on what. Yeah, that's, I'll talk to Corey, see how far he is. Because I want to get it. I don't know if, when I'll be able to get it, but hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I am absolutely loving Hollow Knight, and just like, as I said been watching lore videos where people break down the story a lot and it's just it's just so fascinating what's going on in that world and so depressing um i really want uh like i said to beat it and get more into it i don't know if i'll be able to do some of the dlc bosses because some of them i guess are super hard um i guess like the grim troop is one of the dlc fights and i guess it's insanely hard uh people come talk about um the white palace being insane to do too so there's a lot to this game i haven't even seen or explored or gotten in like um 35 hours into the game so if you have 15 dollars to spare get this game because that that is not enough they could they could charge like 40 dollars for this game and they would still be worth it yeah Um, i i'm with you i absolutely loved it when i when i played it it I put it down for some reason. I started playing something else. I don't remember what that was. I just never went back to it. Breath um, of the Wild, I think. No, it wouldn't have come out before Breath of the Wild. It would have been after. No, 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 no. When you did your playthrough, you did your replay of Breath of the Wild. Pro- you know what? That's probably is what happened. Because I started it over the summer, <laughs> and you did your Breath of the Wild playthrough last summer, right? And that is that when I started my Master Mode playthrough? I think so. Okay, that that that's very possible then. Um, um, I just that remember take, that it, takes me away from anything that I might be playing at the time. Because I remember it came out on Switch last summer, and I played a lot of it during the summer and set it down for whatever reason. So I think yeah. that's might have been what happened. Um, okay, and that would have been when I put my second 100 hours on Breath of the Wild to play <laughs> yeah. Master Mode. Yep, exactly. Um, loving the game though. Uh, I will be beating it. Who knows how long it takes me, but I will. I will get there. Uh, I guess the final boss fight isn't too hard, okay. from what I've heard. So um, there's that uh, Octopath Travel. Oh yeah, the reason why I went for these two games was I had noticed I was playing a lot of RPGs. Like I was playing Odyssey, Origins, Andromeda. Um, forgot the other game that I beat. I have to look real quick. Yeah, I'll have to update the list too. I'm a little bit behind on on the beating games list. I've been uh, keeping good track of all of this. I'm doing a very considered effort to do all of this this time because yeah. I usually just not do it. I've even been tracking games that I play and don't necessarily beat. So, like, the backlog games that I've completed so far have been Odyssey, Let's Go Eevee, Far Cry 5, Origins, and then Andromeda. Four of the five are open-world RPGs. So I was like, okay... I don't want to just jump into another open world RPG or anything like that. So I was like, what's well, totally different? Octopath Traveler is fairly linear where there is open world elements to it, but it's like an old school JRPG. Yep. And Hollow Knight is completely different. Right. So I was like, okay, like, let's do that. Let's play something different. So I'm not getting burnt out on the same game because I do want to play some things like uh, I'm getting a PS4 pro. 
fairly soon here. I'm going to be playing like Horizon, uh, God of War. Um, I'm going to get Nino Kuni for it too. Um, I Persona want five. I was going to say Persona Five. I want one of us to play Persona Five because I feel like that's a huge uh, blank spot in our games lineup of stuff that we've played. As soon as I get my my PlayStation, I'm getting all of those games, and also probably Bloodborne too, because they're all like twenty dollars right now. Like they're all yeah. cheap because they've been out a little bit. God of War, I think, might be the most expensive, and it bounces between like twenty five and forty. So um, you can get all those games fairly cheap. So that's what I'm going to do. I've traded in a ton of stuff right now, and I'm going to sell my Wii U as well, um, get some extra money for that too. So uh-huh. I shouldn't have to pay too much for a PlayStation Four Pro. Maybe drop like a little over a hundred. Which is a steal for that. So yeah, I can't go wrong with that. Um, I was actually going to get Days Gone, but the reviews kind of put me off. Even though yeah. I heard the game is not as bad as the reviews have made it out to be. Yeah, it, that, it, like... it seemed like it was a decent game. It was just kind of uninspired. You know, uh, there was it's just ho hum open world. Yeah, game. that on top of technical issues, which I guess have been patched, but. Um, my my thought on that is, I guess the environments are beautiful in the game, so I guess that's one really positive, and like the dynamic weather is pretty cool. Sure. Maybe I get it a little bit down the line when it's cheaper. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, that's it for my spiel. I've kind of dabbled a little bit with Octopath. I'm gonna get a little bit more into it and play it a little bit deeper. I left off. I've completed all of the stories for Ophelia, Therion, and Primrose. So now I'm just working on uh, Hanit, and then I've got the other four of Alfin, Tressa, Ulbrich, and Cyrus. Nice. So that's that's what I'm going to do. I don't know, question, beating yeah. game for that, is that when you beat the final end game boss with your two parties, or no. is that when... No? Okay. No, and I, I don't even think you have to necessarily complete all the, the storylines for everybody. Um, cause for me, the credits rolled when I beat Primrose's fourth, okay. fourth chapter. Um, so that would, that would be considered beating, beating the game at that point. So, because it was my, she was my starter. So maybe I'll count the game as beaten, but for me personally, I won't have it beaten until I have at least all the eight stories yeah. done. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess that final boss fight's really hard, so I don't know. I've if... heard very hard. Yeah. I didn't attempt it, but I've heard. Like I know, because when I was trying to do some of the uh, advanced professions, oh. I got my butt kicked in some of those, and I'm like, I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I've had my fill. I, I hey, love the game, but you'd spend um, 45 minutes fighting the Rune Lord, and then yeah, boost, and yeah. Then he, yeah, and then he wipes you out. So, um, yeah. So those are the two games that I'm working on until I get a. PS4 Pro. So, nice. and then I think the first game I'm gonna play with that is probably Horizon. Right. So that'll be the first thing I lead off. I'll probably dual Horizon and Persona Five. So. Nice. Yeah, that's from what I've played. My spiel on that. Okay. Um. That's everything, right? Yep. All right. Feedback. I think we're kind of right on schedule too. I told Cora we'd be starting the. Game of Thrones at about 10.30. It looks like we're going to be starting Game of Thrones at about 10.30. Look at that. All right. Feedback. Or time, timely, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Idaho Jake says, can't wait for Game of Thrones talk. F, uh, and then uh, May 14th for Rage 2. Need I say more? Yeah, I'm excited about Rage 2. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it right away, though. 
I uh, no game is really the only game that I want to get that's new right now is the division too. Oh yeah. And I'm just going to probably wait. Yeah. Sometime during the summer to get that. So it's kind of like not really interested in too many new things coming out right now, so that's why I'm doing this backlog thing. So yeah. um uh, I'm very interested in getting Rage 2. It's just money's a little tight right now for me. Uh, I haven't started started uh Instacart pack up just yet, so I haven't had time. So money's a little little tight, and it's also like right after Mother's Day, so that's oh yeah, that's coming up. Yes, it is. I guess if Rage Two reviews really well, maybe I bite, but yeah, I would have to review super well. Yeah, I do. I do want to get it though. Uh, it's, it's it's in the it's in the works. We'll say that. I hope it's more RPG than its first game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I know you start off feeling relatively powerful, so which I like. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, so that's from Idaho Jake. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Game of Thrones too. That's that's my life right now is Game of Thrones. It's all much. you nerds talk about. <laughs> that is all. That's all we talk about. I guess if I was super excited for something for like two years, I'd be the same way. That's why I don't give you too hard a time. Yeah, it's good stuff. But when Corey and Eric try to get me to watch it for like the fifth day in a row, I'm like, no. We'll we'll wear you down. That's just not answer. And, well, at the, at this point, because uh, I know you you didn't want to have to wait, but if if you started at this point, it would probably yeah. take you about two weeks to get caught caught up and then catch the finale just in time. Yeah, no, I I would. This is the perfect time to actually start it. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I know you can you can watch a lot, but it's. At this point, it's seventy hours of television, probably. Whew. In the course of uh, yeah, two and a half weeks until the the finale. I wonder how quickly I could get through. Well, there was a great uh, a great uh, bit on the James Corden show where they had one of the one of his writers sit in a room over the course of a weekend and binge the entire Game of Thrones <laughs> um, seasons one through seven. Uh, he wasn't allowed to leave the room, so he slept in there a little bit. But yeah, was in there the entire uh, from from Friday afternoon until until Monday morning watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> His takeaway was like, I really like it. I like the show, but I don't know if this is the best way to to do this. Yeah, because <laughs> that's all he did the entire time was yeah. And then Monday morning, James Corden comes in and is like, Hey, great job, man! Now get out there and get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> your weekend of yeah. leisure yeah it's a great bit if you've seen the show definitely watch it it's good i wouldn't it might spoil some stuff for you if you haven't seen the show yet so uh but anyway next is from tate who says sup guys don't have a lot of time but i just wanted to announce that i'm officially a thumbstick athlete super fan i finally Woo. listened to every single episode of thumbstick athletes and i loved every second of it you guys rock thanks for the best podcast around have a great week tater eight out thanks tate yeah, thank you. Always appreciate the compliments. It's very nice. We've we've built up a very nice community around ourselves. I think I mm-hmm. uh, can't say enough good things about about you, our, our listeners. Um, yeah, ever, everyone's been super cool. Uh, yeah, know. thank you for listening and putting up with our our shenanigans. Yeah, our, our, our lack sh- of our, I think our worst thing is our lack of communication. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it is awful, and we're aware of it. It's just. It's hard to get around that, you know. Just imagine us in like real life when trying to communicate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely a problem we all have. Yeah. Um. So, 
but I uh, we got a message from Tyler on our Facebook, uh, old intern Tyler, and I was like, hey man, your position is open for intern if you still want it. I haven't heard back from him yet, but uh, that's who would communicate with everybody with our you know updates and stuff would be would be him. He's, he's too good for us now, Dan. Oh, definitely. Good. He's moved on. He has moved on. But I haven't moved on. No, nor have I. <laughs> uh nor do i plan to nope um but yeah that's that's very nice tate i'm glad glad you like our show definitely yeah we didn't i mean when we started all those years ago i didn't you didn't didn't know you know i didn't know if we'd go for a year or two years or six oh, months I, I thought people were gonna bash us relentlessly yeah we i mean we've gotten a few complaints about our show but it's not anyone that like listens no so Eric handles that usually. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Eric or Corey. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's everything for that. Let's uh, game giveaway time. I think I actually have to do game giveaway on the computer. <laughs> Weirdly <laughs> says, well, someone's got to put up with y'all shit. Might as well be us. <laughs> that's right and i actually am I, I mean i'm trying to make a concerted effort to post more on social media uh, i know that would go a long way in helping things so but again like i had fully anticipated on monday putting up the post for this week's episode you know letting people know it was gonna be wednesday what the topic was and i didn't get to it till today like maybe four hours ago i put it up i'm like dang it i wish <laughs> It's funny because I can do all of this, but I don't know any of the passwords. And whenever I ask, it's just like one of the three that get fired at me. And then like I try it, it doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know any of the passwords. Like the browser has them saved. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's it's one of like three or four, but a couple of them I went in and changed. Yeah. So yeah. it might be one of my three or four passwords that I that I rotate around or change up variations of. So I just shrug when it doesn't work and go back to whatever I was doing, and yep, that's that. Yeah. All right, game giveaway time. Uh, and I, I do realize I've got to get caught up on this. I'll say it again. We've got a couple couple games backed up, but... I think that's our biggest shenanigan. What? Oh, the game giveaway? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. All but right. One of these days I'll, I'll get caught up. It'll be five or six weeks past... Uh, and I'll just send out everybody's games in, like, an afternoon. I guess the positive to that is, like, no one is, like, dying to play Rhyme Berta. Yeah, generally speaking, there's a few good things in here, but for the most part, it's it's indie games or, or you know, there's some crap on there, too. I've been meaning to reapply to the Humble Monthly. I should yeah. do that. But first game, 126. Uh, we have to figure out who won. Oh. <laughs> Tate or uh, Jake is one. Tate is two, and the winner is number one. Jake, Idaho Jake, and Jake wanted Val to pick his game last time, so I still have to do that. <laughs> his last win, which was three weeks ago, maybe. But anyway, go ahead and roll. Uh, let's see, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Twenty-four is uh, 
Command and Conquer Red Alert 3 Uprising on Origin. Ooh, it's not bad. So, so that's the first one. 39. 39. Flat Heroes. Flat Heroes is good, I think. that That's also an indie game, but I think that's a good one. I think it's a game we made fun of and looked up and it actually reviewed it, really well. And it looks cool, too. I think this is the first time we ever got this number. 150. 150. Oh, trying to complete. Wow. That's the game that's that we all endorse. Yeah. 58. 58. Uh, 58 is Beyond Eyes. That's another. This is actually a decent lineup of games. Maybe the best one yet. Beyond Eyes is the one where um, it's the one that's supposed to get you to see what it's like to experience blindness. Ooh, yeah. Game games for impact. Yep. Yeah, so that's one I, I've I've been very interested in. Maybe I'll take that for myself. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, Eighteen is Freedom Planet, which I also think is is okay. And then, nope, that's the last one. We're all set. Oh. Uh-huh. So, Command and Conquer Red, Command and Conquer Red Alert Three: Uprising on Origin. Um, uh, Flat Heroes, Trying to Complete, Beyond Eyes. What was the last one? Eighteen. Uh, Freedom Planet are your choices, Jake. So let us know what you want, or if you want Val to pick again for you, we can do that. I'll try to remember to have her pick your game from a couple weeks ago too, and send that out in the next few days. Hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed if I remember. Uh, that's everything. Do you have anything else you want to add, Will? Not really. Uh, so yeah, next week's topic, as we discussed a little earlier in the episode, will either be our wish list for Smash Brothers characters, uh, possibly SteamWorld Quest. That's if we don't do SteamWorld Quest next week, it'll be probably probably be the week after. Uh, as I said, that's one Corey's playing. That's one I'm going to get and play uh, before we before we do an episode on it. So. That is yeah. that. Uh, and yeah, that'll do it for episode 406 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Alright, welcome everyone to our After the Episode Game of Thrones episode recap. Uh, Corey was supposed to join us, I haven't heard from him yet. Uh, we'll get started, he may join us partway through and we can get caught up on his thoughts. Sure. I'm um, not, not really sure what's going on, he hasn't responded to texts as of, of, yeah. of his whereabouts. So. Uh, so let's get started, uh, let me call up, I've got an episode recap here. I don't know how good it is. But we're probably going to miss something we usually right. do. Right, we so. usually do, and we still end up talking for a long time. So, yeah. So uh, this was episode three of season eight, called the night, the long night, the long not, night, not the night king, the long yes, night. You're thinking of the song. <laughs> uh, Eighty-two minutes long. It was the longest episode of Game of Thrones ever. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it starts off. Um, everyone's kind of preparing for the battle. It shows Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first scene is Sam uh, getting some daggers put in his hand, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "Hey, get on out there!" Yeah, uh, move. It shows shows the lineup of all the soldiers where everyone is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which was the, you know, the Dothraki out front, followed by, and then after that, it's, uh, you know, the, the various armies, the Unsullied are mm-hmm. kind of in the center and on the flanks are the, the, uh, the people led by, uh, Ed and, and, uh, the Hound and, and on the other side is the, I think it's, is it the Vale that's with, uh, Brigand, yeah, Jamie? I think it and, is the Vale, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. they're, they're on the other side and a few soldiers inside, not as many. I, I know Liana Mormont yeah, Liana is Mormont in, inside is in with, there. with some of the other Mormont soldiers. Right. Who uh, knows how many they have at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, the Crips uh, is, is yes. the f- a few other people. Did you mention Brienne? Is yes. Jamie? Yeah, Brienne's with Jamie and, and Pod. Yep. Um, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, they're, it shows them kind of kind of getting ready ready for everything. Uh, Tyrion grabs a few bottles of wine on his way into the crypts. Yep. Uh, it shows Bran getting wheeled out to the to the um, the the Weirwood tree in the Godswood yep, God's with uh, Theon and Alice Karstark is also there with with yep. the Ironborn. Ironborn, does she have some Karstarks? She must have some Karstarks with her as well. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe, know. There don't wasn't know. a ton of people yeah. in there. There was maybe a dozen soldiers yep. in there. Um, yep. Uh, you know, it's not huge. It's just a little little forest section that's 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 sectioned off from the rest of the yeah. the courtyard. Um, yep. So, uh, you know, they're they're kind of staying there. Oh, John and Daenerys fly off into yep. the into the mountains nearby yep. uh, to, to watch from afar and, and to, to spring their trap. Um, and then it shows Melisandre. Well, you see a rider coming up yep. and it's, it's you Melisandre. Don't know who it is. Yeah. And, uh, she comes up to Jorah, who's with the Dothraki and, you know, ask him if, if, if she can, if he can speak their language. He says, yes. She says, well, tell them to raise their sword. So she walks up to the nearest one, puts her hand on her, on a sword, says a spell uh, and lights mm-hmm. the entire Dothraki hordes. Their curved arrock, arrocks on mm-hmm. on fire. Uh, yep. You know, it's a quite the scene too. You know, yeah. they they show the the perspective of it from the walls of Winterfell. Oh, and, that's you know, where and that's where Arya, Sansa, and Davos are. Yep, Arya, Sansa, and Davos are, are, up, on are the, up on the wall. On the wall. Yep, to to watch things from from a distance. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, it shows, you know, the the flames all going through. All going the through. the music is very triumphant and it gives you a little bit of hope. Yeah, before, and you're like, all right. Start. They've got you're like, they've okay. got blades of fire. Like yeah, this, this is, is good. This is this look, is great. Not looking too bad so far. Yeah, um, like like Melisandre's coming in and she's got fire, so it's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good start to yeah, the to the episode, it is. definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. And then, I, and I don't know if this was planned or not, but uh, then all of a sudden the Dothraki charge. They do. They charge, and uh, you can't... We tried to get a read on on if, uh, if that was the plan all along, which seems silly, or if it was really, um, you know, they, they were feeling empowered, yeah. shall we say, um, with their fire whatever they're called yeah fire a rocks a rocks they're fire a rocks curved swords curved swords yeah um maybe they're feeling feisty and they just ride right out and uh jorah is with them yeah, as is ghost. ghost yep um which instantly i was like oh my god i am not gonna be okay if anything happens to ghost that was my like immediate reaction so off go the dothraki and and it, again we wondered if this was planned because Jorah 
you see him kind of stumbling behind a little bit. Yeah, he seems a little confused like as confused. to what's going on. Yeah, and but then he just, you know, rides on. Uh, but then things uh, get interesting. Yeah, so it shows a couple different views of the Dothraki charge. Um, yep. It shows, you know, from behind on the walls, them taking off. It shows from John and Daenerys' perspective, yes. which it's just this mass of, it looks like stars, yeah. you know, in yeah. the sky. Yeah, just moving along. Uh, moving along. Yep. And, uh, you know, it shows a couple couple, couple close-ups of it. And mm-hmm. uh, the catapults launching over the Dothraki's head into what you assume is the, the army of the undead. Yeah. Um, you know, those look like shooting stars going above. It's a very, very cool scene. Yeah. Um, and then it shows the, at least the front lines of the Dothraki just hitting a brick wall of dead, yep. essentially. Yep. Uh, and then it pulls the scene back uh, to John and Daenerys' perspective as their front hits the front of the dead, uh, which is also very cool. And then it shows it from the castle. Or back, uh, no, I think it pulls back to the so perspective like, of like the unsullied, uh, the unsullied, yep, and 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 the people that were Tormund, in the rest of the front lines, yep, Gendry, and it shows yeah. you know the Dothraki. You hear them like doing their screaming <laughs> a little bit, and yeah, and slowly but surely, all the lights get snuffed, snuffed out. out, and uh, you're just like, oh, oh man, this like, is not good. You you had just had a moment of hope there where things you're like, okay, I think they've got this, and, yeah. and it's just. The, they pull the carpet right out from underneath you at that that point, and you're like, yeah. "Yep, this is not going to be good." So, all the lights get 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 dis, uh, extinguished, and slowly but surely, a couple of the Dothraki are running their way back. A few horses mm-hmm. make it back. Yep. Uh, Jorah comes back uh, and has has been wounded a little bit. Uh, he seems a little little disoriented yep, too. Disoriented. Ghost so, is nowhere to be found. Ghost is nowhere to be found. Yep, mm-hmm. that's an important important yeah. thing to remember. And. uh you know, I didn't really even think about this until today when I was, you know, kind of preparing for the episode. Like, the Dothraki are gone. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's them it. pretty much wiped out. I don't know if there's any uh, yeah. left in Essos. I mean, Essos. we'll find out. I, there right. might be some left in Essos. I probably. think there's probably a few stragglers, but, yeah. uh, you know, you're well, talking about the, almost a genocide, I would, I would think. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, um, there might be a few left, but, you know, we know throughout the episode that we see that some of them are not are not alive anymore um and you know that's when Daenerys kind of just gets in John's face and she's like the dead are already here yeah we can't we can't wait we can't do this anymore you know she just watched a horde a a horde you know of Dothraki just die like loyal loyal soldiers soldiers and they're gone so I didn't realize the uh the impact or like how big that moment was until today and i was like dang you know like i did have that thought like you know wow they're all gone but today i was like wow that's really that's not something small that's a pretty big deal that they're all gone so yeah um so it, it it shows that uh okay uh yeah it shows that um so they yeah john and daenerys take off on the dragons and then it cuts to the castle walls where Arya's like tells Sansa, "You have to go into the crypts. Like you, you can't be up here anymore. It's it's too dangerous for you." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sansa kind of she's a little reluctant, and rightfully so. She's like, "I need to be here for my people." But you know, Arya's like, "Nothing you can do here. You right. know, it's there's it's it's dangerous." So she gives her a a uh, dragonglass dagger. Yep. Sansa's yeah. like, "I don't know how to use this. What do I do?" And, uh, as a callback to the very first episode, you know, yep. uh, 
Arya says, stick him with the pointy end. So Right, just like John said to her. Yeah. Yes. Did, did we forget the Melisandre part? Which part? Oh, yeah. Where Davos... Yeah, so open the gate. Yeah, so when when Melisandre comes in after she lights the the Dothraki swords on fire, she she comes into the castle, uh, and it looks like Davos is going to execute her. But oh yeah, I thought for she, sure he was just going to come out. She's swinging. like, you know, you don't have to execute me, Sir Davos. I will not be alive by the end of yeah. this. I'll be I'll, uh, be, I'll be dead, dead before by, the dawn. Before the dawn. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay. And yeah. kind of lets her go. I, I think he he's like, okay, you know, other people have made sacrifices or let people in to our group who they hated right. just for the sake of, you know, uh, winning this war. So right. I think he kind of does the same yep. at that point. Right. And uh, so after that, she's walking through and she makes some eye contact with Arya. Yep. Which is important. Yes, it is. It's very important. <laughs> and they have met one time before. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, so then, uh, then the charge, the dead, the dead finally charge, uh, and it comes on our heroes in more of a wave than anything. Yeah, it's a um, wave, an overwhelming wave. Yeah, probably an eight to ten foot tall wave of of undead smashes into the front lines of of our our heroes, and mm-hmm. things look really bleak right off the bat. Oh, right off the uh, bat. I want to want to say I was not close to hyperventilating, but I definitely uh, immediately just felt tears welling up in my yeah. eyes. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" I had everyone more, is gonna die. Yeah, I had more of a fight or flight response. Uh-huh. Um, I was amped up, like every bit of me was amped up. My heart was racing, and like the first wave takes Brienne down like instantly. Yeah. And, you know, you see her go down, but Jamie saves her. And, you know, but I was like, this is what we're doing, really. Like, I knew it was going to be bad, but I just, I was really in fight or flight mode. It was, it was very taxing. Yeah. <laughs> and exhausting. Um, just, you know, because you, I've said this before, but you fall in love with the characters and you, you grow with them and you get to know them and um, you just, you don't want to see it happen you know so yeah. it was just it was intense so yeah it looks like everyone's just gonna get run over by, oh, yeah. by the dead uh but luckily john and daenerys they luckily daenerys went a little rogue here and yeah. uh the the combined forces of of drogon and and Rhaegal break up the the charge a little bit a with, little with bit, some yeah. fire attacks so the the onslaught of the undead, the charge, the wave is slowed significantly enough to where our, the heroes can uh, kind of regain themselves and and yeah. uh, get get a, get a footing mm-hmm. again. So yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I put my phone away. But yeah, that you has, did. That has the yeah. Uh, so take... I'm trying to think of who we go to next. Do we go to John and Daenerys flying around? Um. Oh, this isn't. It's not right. No. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, the next part is when John and Danny are flying around. Yeah. Right? So yeah, after the, after the battle starts, John and Daenerys. Uh, well, John, because they're flying around and doing stuff. John kind of flies towards the White Walkers that are hanging back, like at the edge of the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not. Uh, uh, what is this? <laughs> um. Sorry, my computer's. Oh, okay. I gotta. Oh boy! So right. let's move along. <laughs> I'm gonna really quick delete delete some stuff off the computer so I can so okay. we can keep recording. So I'll talk. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. 
So, uh, live show, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so John and Danny are, you know, flying along. We're thinking, looking, you know, looking for the Night King and kind of a wall of like snow and wind and ice kind of overtake them and, and make it really hard to see. Um, you know, so they're flying around, they're yelling for each other, I believe at one point, and then they, they collide. Um, so it makes it really hard to see. So, um, we see the, the undead on the ground kind of just breaking through already. They're getting through, um, there's calls for fallback, you know, from Tormund, from Brienne, from Jamie, uh, and so it's time for Davos to wave the torches to let Danny know that she needs to light the trenches. Yeah. And that wall of snow and ice and wind and everything makes it so Danny cannot see. So luckily Davos realizes that and he's like, you know, light him with torches, whatever, and, uh, this is a moment where they're showing Grey Worm, actually, and he's kind of freaking out. I think this is the first time. I mean, I know you had said maybe he's tired, which yeah. he is, I'm sure, but I feel like he was more like freaking out, um, you know, because like this is this is really happening. Yeah. Um. So they uh, they f- try and they fail at getting getting the trenches lit. You know, um, Arya shoots an arrow you know, on fire at the trenches, the wind just blows them out. Um, the, you know, the guys that are carrying the torches to try to light the trenches all get taken out by the, by the, uh, white walkers. So it's, you know, nothing is looking right. And then Melisandre comes in. Yep. So yeah, she walks up to the, she gets escorted out by, by Dolph, uh, not Dolph Rocky, uh, Unsullied, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of, kind of escort unit and they they clear a path up to the thing and she starts saying a spell on the trench and says it again and says it again nothing's happening nothing's happening and she starts getting a little bit rattled because uh one thing we had noticed about melisandre her her second time upcoming is she seems a lot more confident than her confidence after stannis gets killed is is very obviously rattled oh yeah Uh, and even after she she resurrects john she's just Mm -hmm. not quite the melisandre that we knew from earlier in the in the show the annoying, full of herself. I can do no wrong. I know everything. Yeah. Because the Lord of Light tells me Melisandre yeah. was definitely gone. Yeah, she she had regained some of her confidence, mm-hmm. definitely. But at this point, she sees the dead enclosing and, and breaking through the Unsullied lines, uh, making it to the trenches before she could light them on fire. But yeah, last second, luckily, she says the whatever final words she needs yeah. to when they lights the trenches and they light up along the way and it stops the un- undead onslaught at that mm-hmm. point yeah uh, luckily everyone everyone else makes it into the into the castle mm-hmm. to man up on the walls yeah. um at this point it cuts to bran and the godswood um and he has a little conversation with theon about uh yeah. about how he's how he's home and where he's supposed to be because theon tries to apologize to bran for right. what he did to yes. him and to to the Starks in and general. To the Starks in general, and yeah, and, yeah. and Brand's like, no, everything you did led you to this point. Mm-hmm. So um, like, so now you're now you're home. You right, know? you're and home. And that's a very touching moment. Yeah, it is. He's like, okay, I've got to go now. Uh, so he, you know, does the warg thing, and the he warg wargs thing. into yep. some ravens. Yep. And he goes to find where the Night King is. Yep. In, so we uh, finally see him. Yeah. So we finally see him uh, up in the clouds, flying around on the Viserion. dragon Viserion mm-hmm. uh, and he's warging too uh turns out he's warging into individual soldiers on the battlefield 
like that's what we figured yeah, out. Yeah, that's what that's what we, that's what it looks like cuz he looks has like... he has the white eyes too at that point. Yep. Uh and he's commanding them individually to walk into the fire and lay down uh to build bridges in various parts over the across the trenches so the the undead mm-hmm. can continue their their onslaught. Yep. Um one thing I think we forgot to mention is what happens when Sansa goes down to the crypts. Yeah. Is that next? So yeah, yeah. Um, so Sansa gets down to the crypts. Uh, Tyrion, Missandei, Varys—they all kind of look at her and are like, "Well, you're already here, so this is probably not a good sign." And yeah. Tyrion takes the old swig of of drink. Uh-huh. Um, and then I believe it's in a different scene, but it's I think kind of right around this time when. Uh, you know, Tyrion is kind of pacing and he's doing the, you know, if we go out there, maybe we could see something that they're missing. And Sansa's like, if you go out there, you'll die. You know, and uh, so he kind of comes down a little bit. And then Tyrion and Sansa have a have a lighthearted moment, actually. Um, you know, because Tyrion and Sansa were married at one point and, mm-hmm. and Sansa says, well, you were you were the best of them. And, and Tyrion says, what a terrifying thought. And and then, uh, you know, Sansa says it never would have worked out anyway, you know, because of the Dragon Queen. And then Miss Sandy in her, in her grumpy pants comes over and is like, yeah, we have all of this, you know, to, we have the Dragon Queen to thank. If it wasn't for her, we'd all be dead or something like that. And mm-hmm. just ruin the kind of, like, break that I know yeah. I needed. <laughs> Yeah, the, ki- the, the kind craziness. of joking that, yeah. that Sansa and, and, Tyrion and Tyrion were doing. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what's going on in the crypts at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how the events kind of happen next, but uh, John and Daenerys—or uh, is it John? Finally, finds—is this where they find the Night King? Well, the the, the dead yeah. start to start to breach the walls. Right. right. Um, they they pile up at the at the bottom of the walls and and climb up on each other and and the the fighting actually inside. Yep. Winterfell finally walls. starts. Um, there's a few things that happen here. We'll probably get them a little yeah. bit out of order, but yeah. um, I ha- I was not able to find a good like scene by scene recap. No. Of, and of this and episode. in the four times that we've watched it, we didn't write it down. Yeah, <laughs> we, maybe maybe we'll remember next time. But because yeah. we yeah we did watch the episode four to- four full times. Four full times. Well, not four full times for you because you were falling asleep. I fell asleep a couple times. Was it the second watch through yeah. on Sunday? Um, no, because the, the watch through on Monday was it Monday. But irrelevant i guess yeah but we've watched it a lot of times how about that yeah um <laughs> where was i so uh yeah the, so the the dead start to to come over the walls mm-hmm. at this point uh ari is finally involved in the battle yeah. i don't like as i said you know we'll probably miss miss a few things but um yeah the you know mm-hmm. it's very much a back and forth battle. Uh, Arya finally shows her her medal in, in in battle. We've seen her fight, obviously, right. but uh, right, and she's quite good. Uh, she oh yeah, she's got her slot- awesome <laughs> thing. Yeah, what, what do you call weapon that? from get? It's a, her, just a, uh, uh, like a staff with spear ends. Right, it's very with reminiscent. one removable like dagger. Right, part. it's very reminiscent of uh, of her weapon that she fought the waif with. Yeah, staff tra- staff training mm-hmm. with with the waif. Yep. Yeah, so uh, but, she's but there's one point where she ki- personally kills like five five whites or six whites, and yeah. Davos is standing in the background, just like holy crap. Yeah, the look on his face is just fantastic. Yeah, it's so. great. Yeah, 
Uh, but she does take a pretty severe hit to the head. Yeah, she kind of gets knocked down, and she slams her head up up, uh, up against one of the castle walls, and you know, splits her head open. And you can tell she's a little bit, a little Concussed. bit dazed, a little bit woozy, and yeah. she loses her weapon at that point too. So uh, mm-hmm. she kind of hightails it out of there and, and runs off. Uh, it's at this point that uh, the hound is has kind of given up. Yeah, uh, he's. Well, there's the fire everywhere. There's there's fire everywhere. You know, there's what there's whites everywhere. He's got um, PTSD for sure. Yeah, definitely got PTSD. And and Beric Dondarrion uh, is like, hey, you know, we we need you. And the hounds like, yep. no, this is death. You can't. You can't. You there's nothing we can do here. Yeah. And uh, Beric Dondarrion is like, well, he says something like, well, tell that to her. Yeah. And it shows Arya kind of struggling and and running off and. Uh, the second the hound sees that, he snaps out of it and, and goes yep. after her to, to try to help her. So they, I, I love this moment. Yeah. Um, it is one of my favorite moments of the entire episode because we know that deep down Arya and the hound care about each other a lot. They've yeah. been through awful things together, and this is just showing, like, you know, he... And I had predicted before this to you that... And I mean, we still have three episodes, so who knows what's going to happen. But I do think if the Hound goes, I think it will be protecting Arya, mm-hmm. ultimately, because um, they just have such a bond. They don't outwardly acknowledge, but I don't think they need to. And uh, this just can, you know, just shows it again. Yeah. They do really care about each other a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, Arya lost her father at a young age, and we see Arya take on the Hound's qualities in a lot of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, so. she does. It's just one of my favorite moments. It was really awesome. Yep. Um. Gosh. So. John's, John and Rhaegal are fighting. Yeah. The there, there's a little bit of a. Oh, point. there's a. There's a. I think. I think the first time they encounter the Night King is when he ambushes Daenerys out of the clouds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tries oh, tries yeah. to burn her up. Tries to burn her with the with with uh, the blue dragon blue fire. Fire or whatever um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So he he kind of pops out of nowhere and, mm-hmm. and attacks Daenerys and tries tries to burn her up. Luckily, Drogon's able to to avoid it, and then he plunges back into the clouds. Uh, and John and Daenerys go after him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it. He's okay. I think is it when Viserion is going starts burning up. I think it's when he's burning up one of the castle walls. Yeah, uh, that that Rhaegal and John finally like catch up with him and and start uh, start some dragon combat there. Uh, you know, they, they fight and scratch and bite. Oh God, uh, have a, it's have nasty. A little, little tussle, and then uh, Drogon out of nowhere comes and finally gets caught up to everything, mm-hmm. and and finally uh, uh, prize the Night King from the back of of Viserion, mm-hmm. and you see him fall. Uh, off off of the Syrian and into the into the shadows. It's a good thing too because he had one of those dumb spears in yeah, his hand. Yeah, it looked like he was going to gonna turn th- another. He, it looked like he dragon. was going to throw a spear uh, at somebody. So uh, or look, Danny. I mean, who yeah. knows who he was after? You yeah. know, he was, he was going to kill someone or something. Yeah, he was after somebody. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, he falls falls to the ground. Um, eventually, Daenerys goes down to mm-hmm. to where he was. Uh, oh, John and John and uh, Rhaegal have a crash. Yeah, Rhaegal crash crashes landing. down. He's he's wounded and yep. and doesn't rejoin the battle. So 
Uh, John hoofs it on foot over to where that is. At, at that, at, there's a point too where jo- Jorah notices Drogon and, and Daenerys might be in trouble, so right. he heads off, he heads off. Uh, from the fighting in, in the keep to uh, to go after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it th- at this point the Lyanna Mormont scene somewhere in here? Yeah, it is somewhere in here. Yeah, there's a point where uh, uh, a, a giant uh, crashes through the castle gates, uh, pushes Leanna Mormont out of the way, kills a bunch of people. Smacks her out of the way. She gets up, charges at him with one of her, uh, with her, dragon an axe, a dragon axe. glass axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he picks her up and like crushes her ribs and brings her up to his face. She stabs him in the eye and kills him and, and yeah. dies right along with him. So Yeah. Uh, rip. Oh, we didn't talk about Ed. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, because um, Ed Ed Ed's this. the first character to go. Uh, yep, that's Ed outside the walls. Yeah, uh, he saves Sam because Sam, uh, not a fighter. I don't know what yeah. he's doing out there, but no idea. Not a fighter. Um, <laughs> yep. So Ed saves him and gets stabbed shortly after yep. he he saves Sam and and, he, and goes down. Yep. So also so, rip rip yep. Dolores rip Ed Dolores Ed. Um, yeah, so Ed goes down. Then we see Leanna Mormont go down. Um, <clears throat> mixed in all of this, too, we see Jamie, Brienne, Pod, Tormund, Gendry, Grey Worm doing their thing. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think there's much of note on those parts other than we see a lot of Jamie and Brienne saving each other. Yeah. Which I think is important to maybe where the story's headed because mm-hmm. I have some. I have some thoughts on the show foreshadows a lot. So I, yeah. I read into a lot of things, maybe too much, but um, yeah. So not a ton to report, you know, they're, they're doing their fighting. It's, yep. it, you know, we've seen them do it before. Yeah. So it's not, you know, not, not much abnormal. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what happens next? Where were we? So I think oh, the, the night next, king on the ground. Yep. The night king's on the ground. Uh, and finally, the moment I've been waiting for, I said this. This should have happened when they were trapped at the at the lake mm-hmm. thing. At the lake. Uh, when when the Night King kills Viserion, I I thought this would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daenerys finally gets a chance to try and cook the Night King. Yeah. Uh, so she, you know, he's standing there looking up at her with his dumb dumb smirk. smug face. <laughs> dumb smug face is, is absolutely right. Uh, and Daenerys gives him a Dracarys, and you know, uh, Drogon lights him up. Big oh, yeah. fireball. Big fireball. Uh, yeah, continuous fireball too. And uh, mm-hmm. John's running to catch up at this point, so he's he's a little bit behind it to mm-hmm. be able to tell what's going on. As the flames die down, it's the Night King just standing there with a smile on his face, looking smug, like Dumb, didn't couldn't hurt face. me. Uh, he picks up his spear off the ground and throws it, so he chases off Daenerys and, and yeah. Drogon. And luckily, I was very happy to see that Danny was like, "Oh crap!" and got Drogon out of there because. Yeah could have been bad if one of those spears had gotten her or them or yeah so john so john at this point sees that and (sighs) runs to catch up to the night king um to 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 try to fight him uh and the night king notices john and turns around and as john's on his way raises all the dead that had died in the battle uh to that point so so uh, there's hundreds of not hundreds but probably tens of whites uh, in between John and the, and the Night King, so he yep. he starts fighting again. The Night King walks off towards towards Winterfell. Yeah, we see Ed and Lyanna both become yes, whites. yep, and uh, uh, also in the crypts. The crypts is where uh, some some undead are are raised yep. too. 
And I uh, I did research it because we were like, that has to be Maester Lewin. It looks like Maester And Lewin. it was a lot of people online are saying like, hello, is anybody not talking? Like, how are people not talking about Maester Lewin the, yeah, being the, one of the one of the dead that comes out of the crypts? The, the first white that comes Creepy. out of the crypts that breaks through the wall looks, it, I'm pretty it's sure it's Maester Lewin. Lewin. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, not not too long dead, I wouldn't yeah. think. Um, but yeah, the the whites start coming around and in, in, uh, in the in the crypts and, mm-hmm. and chasing everyone. Luckily, uh, all of our heroes kind of find hiding spots. Yeah, Sansa and, and Tyrion find find them, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Varys and and Sam and little Sam yep. and Gilly and Gilly and Missandei. Yeah, party pooper Missandei. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. Of... <laughs> Beerless is like, but the crypts were safe. Yeah, yeah. that was definitely definitely an oversight. Well, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that that in a moment. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah. I mean, this is where we. So oh, John. John is is uh, at that point he's fighting, or yeah, fighting fighting the whites. Uh, yep. He's about to get overwhelmed, and Daenerys swoops back in. Uh, after the Night King is gone and and burns up the whites that were surrounding John, yes. she lands with Drogon, tells him to go, and, you know, go get caught up to the Night right. King. Uh, and at this point, uh, one of her mistakes is yeah. staying on the ground. And we're like, "What are you uh, doing? Yeah, what are the, you doing? all the Dothraki that were like behind the all battle the are running to catch up to the battle and uh, start climbing on Drogon. Yep, the white, and... the white Dothraki, not the Dothraki. Yeah. Yeah, the un- yeah, the not, yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the recently raised Doth- Dothraki right. uh, and starts stabbing Drogon. He kind of freaks out, uh, tries to fly away, but too late. And as he's shaking off the undead, shakes off Daenerys and she she falls mm-hmm. to the ground. Yep. Uh, surrounded by dead. Uh, luckily, Jorah had noticed her up in the sky mm-hmm. and was... Uh, there to, right there. there to finally there to, to help her and yep. uh, he squares off. Daenerys grabs a sword too. Yep, she grabs to, some to, dragon glass to try to help him. Yep. Uh, makes a few makes a few kills yeah, herself. She does pretty she does pretty well for herself. I was I liked that part. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, so John runs off. Yeah, I think this is where it starts. Where the music starts. This yeah. is so the we listened a lot to the to the night king song that they recent, recently yes. released it's uh, called the night king yeah mm-hmm. uh fantastic song like it's just so, so fantastic good uh so it, it, we we were we couldn't remember where it started when we first started listening to the song but it starts in the crypts with yep. Tyrion and sansa having a moment having a moment uh again another one of my favorite parts which tells me how how much i just really like the character interaction yeah. Uh, yep, Sansa pulls out her dagger, and uh, I don't know what you thought, but I thought they were gonna, they had like a suicide pact, and they were yes, gonna... I did think that because I looked at you and I said, "What are they going to do here? What are they going to do?" And you were you were just like, "Don't do what I think, like don't do what you think you're going to do." Yeah, because I, it the way they kind of pulled the spears out, it looked like, well, this is over, you know. And I think I was thinking back to. Uh, I don't know if it was season one. It probably was when Cersei is ready to drink the poison, yeah, drink poison with yeah. Tommen when they think that Battle of Blackwater? Is yeah, that what it was? Yeah, that that when Stannis think, was sacking yeah, the castle. Yeah, when they think Battle of Blackwater is uh, is going awry for them. You know, she's ready to drink the poison and give it to Tommen as well. So my thoughts kind of went back to that, that okay, Sansa and Tyrion had some kind of agreement here that they were going to end it together if things went bad. But 
it doesn't it, that doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if they were going out to plan on fighting, but uh, yeah, you know, so, like uh, Tyrion kind of kisses her hand, and then then he like flip, you know, watches Flips himself around, around the yeah. corner. But the acting again, I I go back to the acting. The acting in this scene was superb. Yeah, they did not say a word to each other. They did not need to say to, a word to each other. The looks on their faces, and especially Tyrion, the expressions on his face. You knew exactly what he was saying and thinking without saying and thinking anything. Mm-hmm. And it was remarkable. Yeah. It was a fantastic scene. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I think it cuts to John as he's making his way. He's mm-hmm. trying to make his way towards the Godwood, Godswood. He knows that's where the Night King mm-hmm. uh, is. Uh, it shows Sam getting overwhelmed again yeah. uh, by the dead. And yeah. John looking at him and just continuing on. Yeah, he he's like, I can't go back stop to save, save Sam, Sam right just, now. Just kept going and uh, shows shows a lot of the heroes uh, backed up against the wall yep. and, and backed up into corners, yep. uh, fighting fighting off undead. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll talk about our thoughts probably after we do the recap, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to the Godswood. It's Theon making his last stand, uh, protecting protecting. Arya. What's that? We forgot Arya walking oh, around in the halls yeah, of Winterfell. Well, we could talk about that now. Because yeah. I think we, we, yeah, we skipped, we skipped over, that, over that. So that. Because it's important. It's very things. important. So, so it shows Arya, after she gets she gets beat up a little bit, she she makes her way into the Winterfell library uh, and is sneaking around. There's a bunch of undead that are, like, shuffling around, and she's... Yeah, she's, she's just trying to get a moment. Yeah, she's trying, trying to trying to get herself a, to a safe spot where she can, yeah, gather herself and 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 recuperate. Uh, it shows her, you know, sneaking around. She, she finally gets away. There's an important part where uh, she's under a table and some blood drips. Yep. and one of the one of the white the whites hears mm-hmm. the blood dripping uh, yeah. but no one ever hears her footsteps when she's when she's moving around because she's she's so silent so yeah that's important it's very important so she tosses a book at one point and attracts all the whites to one corner and she she makes her escape but then they come busting through another door and she yeah, takes off running uh, and then it cuts to the hound and Beric Dondarrion mm-hmm. uh, looking for Arya inside Winterfell um she eventually gets pushed through a door right in front of Beric Dondarrion, mm-hmm. uh, being attacked by a white, uh, white, and he throws his flaming sword and kills it. Uh, yep. Helps her up, and they they take off running. Uh, Beric gets stabbed a bunch when they're making Lots their escape. Um, she saves him a couple times too yep. uh, when they're escaping. The hounds, you know, kill some whites, uh, and then they make it into yep. the to the hall in 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 the keep. They they board up the door, and uh, Beric Dondarrion. Uh, says his final indistinguishable yeah he words. doesn't he, say anything he kind of kind of just dies there yep with aria with him yep with aria with him and, and the hound barring the door and yep. uh you see a robed figure behind yes. and uh it turns Who I out thought to be... was baelish FYI. <laughs> yeah it turns out to be uh melisandra yep who uh has some has some words for aria yep so uh uh, you know, Arya basically says, "I know you," and uh, Melisandre says, "I know you, I know you too." And um, she said, you know, Arya says, "You said we'd meet again," and and she then she says, "You know, you said I'd also close many eyes. Um, you were right about that too." And Melisandre says, "Yes, uh, brown eyes, green nice. eyes, and blue eyes." And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, my God, no way. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't take Arya very long to figure out 
what she means. What she by means, that. and Arya takes off. Yeah. So you're running out of the castle. Uh, the hound's yeah. like, "What? what yeah, the heck like, is what's happening?" Going but, on? but yeah, I think I think he knows she's she's got an idea. Yeah. So he yep. he he lets her go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then cut to Theon in yep. the in the God's Wood. I think mm-hmm. I think we've got everything. Yeah, I don't think we're missing. Yeah, anything. I think yeah. Um, so yeah, Theon and the God's Wood. Uh, the the his little group is getting overwhelmed. Um, they run out of flaming arrows, and he's the last one standing. Mm-hmm. He, so he picks up a, a, a dragon glass tip spear, uh, kills a bunch of whites. Yeah, um, triumphantly, triumphantly <laughs> gets a moment's peace with Bran. Um, yeah as the the whites line up the corner and the white walkers and mm-hmm. uh the night king make their way into the godswood from the main courtyard entrance yep and uh bran stops warring at that point he looks at theon uh says theon you know you're a, you're a good man you're a good man and thanks him for for what he did uh at that point theon i think saw the writing on the wall um yep. just made a made a Final triumphant charge yeah. at the Night King. Charges at the Night uh, King. To try to buy Bran even a little bit more time. Uh, the Night King easily dispatches of Theon. Uh, breaks his spear and stabs him. Runs him through with the with the broken broken spear. Yeah. Uh, I kept hoping Theon would get up and, and stab stab but the Night King I, at that point. But yeah, I was really hoping. I was like, "Come on, Theon, get one. Yeah, one last boost of." Um, but that something. was very very well done. Very touching. Uh, God. <clears throat> Uh, Theon he completes his redemption arc at that point. He does. He does. Uh, you know, finally, finally redeems himself and is is forgiven by by Bran. So that was a very very nice moment. Yeah, and again, um, this is where I will say the acting was phenomenal. I'll be honest, I was not the biggest Theon fan in the show at all. Yeah. Um, Even after he kind of redeemed himself. Yeah, I, <clears throat> his character was always just kind of like. I think his character was exactly what it needed to be. Like, I just didn't like Theon. It's not that I didn't like the acting behind him. It was just he was kind of squirrely and he was kind of whiny and he was kind of, um, you know, like after he'd fight, he'd kind of like slug around a little bit. You know, he wasn't the 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 warrior like John was or Ned or, you know, even Rob. You know, right. like he was kind of this squirrely little fighter guy that was just trying but uh in the in that scene anything i ever felt badly about theon completely disappeared um because i feel like you just saw like this brave stark like he was essentially a stark i felt like and um it was it was an awesome moment yeah i was really sad to see him go but it was it was a great moment so yeah well done Alfie allen <laughs> <laughs> well um so at that point it shows john kind of starting to get close to the godswood mm-hmm. um and in comes crashing down uh the viserian to to yep. guard the entrance to the godswood mm-hmm. uh he tries to cook john on several occasions yep. but john is luckily able to to avoid the 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 flames before they mm-hmm. before they get here uh and he kind of gets pinned down yeah he's not able to reach uh, the gods would uh so the night king mm-hmm. again the, the music the night king song uh, playing through this entire scene is it's just unreal beautiful mm-hmm. uh, it's unreal it gives me chills just thinking about seriously. it seriously um but yeah the night king slowly walks up to bran uh <laughs> they kind of look at each other and uh 
you can tell there's some sort of communication yeah. going on. And I think there's a lot even, of speculation about what exactly is yeah. happening between um, the Night King and Bran And it, there. it might have even been the Night King being like, look what I've done, you know? You're, yeah. You're finished. Like, trying to intimidate him just one yeah. last time. Yeah. Like, fear um, me. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, then, it, again, it cuts to John. Uh but this time it's a little different what he does. He uh, yeah, very really very strangely, uh, but there might be a reason for this, which we'll right. get into. Uh, very strangely, kind of stands up and shouts it at uh, Viserion uh, instead of instead of hide him. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people think it, he says uh, go, 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 go. Um, hmm. Did I not tell you this? No, you didn't tell me this. I thought I did. No. No, I think we I don't did. See each other. We'll. we'll, we'll We'll, we'll get there. So it cuts back. Um, the Night King in, is uh, start, slowly, slowly starting, starting to pull out his sword. Uh, and then it cuts to one of the White Walkers with their hair moving a little right. bit. Yeah, their hair getting Looking blown. over his right shoulder. Uh, and then it cuts to the Night King again. And mm-hmm. Arya comes flying out of nowhere. Yes. And, uh, screaming. Ah! <laughs> trying to stab him so trying the night king turns him. around grabs her by her throat and her stabbing wrist which is her left hand um you think you, you know the, you it's the triumph for second oh aria's aria's got him uh it doesn't he the night king catches catches her uh, right. but she drops the dagger catches it in her right hand and yes. stabs him in the in the chest and his yep. sternum or heart or wherever yeah uh and and shatters shatters the night king shatters yep. all the white walkers all the whites start dropping dead all over the castle yep. uh jorah is kind of making his last stand at this yep. point jorah and daenerys outside the walls um <clears throat> getting stabbed and stuff uh after all the white walkers go down and whites go down he falls mm-hmm. uh viserion raises Fall. up yep. look like he's ready to burn or bite john yep. uh and then crumbles to the ground yep uh, jorah at this point mm-hmm. um keels over and and uh we're mouths i love you to daenerys uh, before that part before was, he that was brutal he passes to the yeah. into the great beyond um and then the last scene is uh, well there's a part where Arya and and bran are looking at each other yep just kind of having a moment like Have, having a moment over here yeah it's over here um and then the hound and melisandre come out of the out of the great hall in, in winterfell and melisandre walks out the doors of the castle pulls yep. off her ruby walks a little further and turns into the old woman turns into turns into dust and, and peels over and dies yep and so. she's done that's the end of her too because davos again is he he comes out of nowhere i don't know where yeah. he was hiding yeah he uh, looked like he had been fighting he was doing he, was he did bloodied. a little bit of fighting but i can't imagine it was very much because yeah. he he repeatedly <laughs> says how he's not a fighter yeah so yep. he had probably had been doing some hiding but he was going to you know take care of her um but she yeah she ends up dying yeah because he has his hand on his sword like yeah he's ready to take take her out yeah um, uh, so our thoughts yeah. i mean there was a lot of complaints about this episode um, <sighs> yeah i loved it i thought it was fantastic I it. um i thought it it didn't happen how i thought it would but i think no. that's a good thing yeah um so go i'll go go ahead you, yeah. you can start well i want to start with uh, a really angry article yeah. <laughs> that i read uh just a few hours ago um so this person is a huge game of thrones fan and his reaction was, I absolutely hated this. I don't want to watch the show anymore. It's wasted my time. And uh, 
basically his point in the whole thing was that all of this that happened could have easily been predicted and with the hundreds of thousands of theories that people have come up with couldn't they have done this couldn't they have done that couldn't they have done the other thing um and then also his point was like uh the dothraki died for nothing jorah died for nothing like it was all too simple yeah um i've and, i've read a lot of complaints yeah and i'm ready it was to too to, simple to uh defend yeah game of thrones from from most yeah. of them there's a few that I, i'm like okay that's yeah. that's a fair criticism and like i can <clears> see <throat> the critic so for me i can see the criticism of it was like the simplicity but to be fair there are still three episodes yeah. and we don't know three long episodes um so you know i get like this whole build up the whole build up of like the white walkers the dead it's bad it's terrible and then it's kind of over with this hour and 22 minute episode um so i get that but at the same time we don't know what we're in for in the next three weeks yeah and to say like it just ended so simply like you we don't know that and i mean i i never got the the the, because a lot of people are like oh it was too easy like it just happened in one night but if you put yourself in what these characters went through, would any of them say, yeah, that was easy? Oh, yeah, like, that was an that easy was, battle. Uh, that was a breeze, like, no problem. Like, no, no one would, no, absolutely no one would say that. Right. It was, it was, it was like, it was, it was hell, you know? Right, the, yeah. It was, it was literal hell. There's literal dead hell. bodies everywhere. Yep. There's undead creatures. Everything's on fire. Right. It's, it's literal, dark. Literal hell. It's dark, yeah. Right, and uh, people complain a lot about that it was too dark. Yes, that's, that's, that's a, the point. Well, that, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's a valid criticism because a lot of people said they watched it on cable and mm. that's when every like, it wasn't a good enough quality, quality picture. Picture. For so we we streamed it on uh, HBO now and it was perfect. Like, yeah, it was fine. Uh, but some people like they couldn't see what was going on yeah. at all, which that, right. that's so that that stinks. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it, it not not an easy thing. I know ultimate a lot of people complained about the way the Night King went down. Uh, they didn't they didn't like the Arya did it. They because a lot of it was okay. The Night King had nothing to do with Arya at all through the whole show. It should have been John to do it. To me, that would have been cheesy. Right to me that would to me that's the simple, like that it's John. Yeah. You know, like that's the obvious choice that it's John. Yeah, that would have been cheesy, but at the same time, the Night King I don't think ever would have gone or would have fought John one on one. I don't think there's any possible way that happens. Right. He witnessed John kill, well, witnessed one John kill one of his his white walkers right mm-hmm. john killed the Excellent. second one when they went north of the wall like he's not gonna fight right. john because because of the possibility of him getting killed he, right it's the yeah. same way with the rest of the white walkers like they didn't do any fighting because they didn't think they needed to right um you know they they stayed in the background they let their undead army do all the work for them they went in when they thought it was finally safe when everyone was either dead or pinned down or, or occupied tired. enough that they couldn't they couldn't help Right. Brand, uh, they went when went in when they thought it was safe. Right. Um, I I think a one on one battle between the Night King is unrealistic. I think it would have been cheesy. Yeah, like I, and we don't even know that the Night King can fight. I mean, like we don't know that. Yeah, I mean he killed Theon, but th- you know, right? But like that, it, it, that was just like a dodge and a he broke the right. spear and ran him through. Like that was kind of super super strength type right. of thing. Like right. Yeah, th- there's no way the Night King takes that risk. He's yeah, just not no. like that. He's no. not going to put himself out there 
to and i feel like a lot of the complaints were because it it didn't go the way people wanted it to. yeah like, yeah that's really that's really what i'm reading into as well i think for me you know i love this show and i trust this show and yeah. i trust what this show is despite what they've done to us in the past you know i trust this show to tell me a good story and that's where they took the story and if you don't like it okay well, you're entitled to your opinion and i get that but i don't agree <laughs> yeah i mean and and the whole aria thing like literally her entire story arc is uh-huh. her or at least of a significant part of her story is her training to be an assassin right she's an assassin that's what she does that's her yeah. her thing is killing people yeah. um so i i don't think it's out of the like what she like i know i know she had nothing to do with the night king at all sure. throughout the throughout the thing but what's she gonna is she gonna hide in the crypts of course not she's gonna right. help her family like right. that's, her, that's thing. her thing she's gonna help her family she's gonna protect winterfell she's gonna you know protect john sansa uh brand brand especially Bran you know because he's he's kind of helpless wheelchair. yeah like um she's gonna she's gonna she's protect gonna him. do what she can because she's kick-ass yeah and she um, knows it <laughs> a lot and i don't understand where some of the, like some uh, people don't pay attention like is a lot of it like yeah um they're like, how could she be running by all these White Walkers? And they not notice her. And they not notice her. I'm like, because uh, they, they're like, okay, the blood blood dripping. Like, right. The White noticed that. Right. But at the same time, like, that was in a quiet library. The Godswood is not that far from the courtyard yeah. where Viserion was trying to cook John, Yep. And where battle was still raging. So there was a lot of noise. Fire even was though Even though and... the music was playing and there was no, like, sound in the scene, mm-hmm. there was a lot of noise going on. Right, um, and she was silent enough in the library that they, they didn't hear anything until her blood dripped. Right, that so was the only thing they heard. So all of her footsteps were silent, and that is part of her training. Yeah. That's part of what she is. That's who she is. Yeah. She is an assassin. Yeah. She's a murderer. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know. People, like, because I talked about Will about, about complaining because of the complaining with the Breath of the Wild VR thing. Like, Oh, my God. Just, well, I don't know what you people were expecting. Yeah, like, I... Like, I I always try to, like, put myself in their shoes, and I get it, you know? But, like, the fact that people are coming up with thousands of crazy theories, that's not... It's not the show's job to cater to that. Yeah. You know, like, think about all the complaining that got done when Davos said to Gendry, oh, I thought you were still rowing. And people were like, ah, you can't do that. And yeah. it's like, well... It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Like, and I... I you know, and I get it because if I hadn't liked this episode, I would have been mad. I'd be furious because I get it. Like, my biggest fear is in these next three episodes, God help us, I don't know what we're in for because Cersei terrifies me. Like, I don't, you know, I would hate it if I hadn't liked this episode because I have invested so much of my time and, like, my life into this show, which is... It, you know, it has a deeper meaning for us because we watch it together and it's yeah. the only thing we get to do together. One of the few things we One get One of to the do. few things we do together. So I get that when people didn't like it, I get that. But, like, it wasn't the show's job to cater to the thousands of theories. It couldn't do that. Yeah. I think Arya had every right to kill the Night King and have it end that way. Yeah. Well, because, again, and and people are saying, well, it was so predictable. Well, it really wasn't because everyone thought John was going to do it. Yeah. So it really wasn't like 
I knew what Arya was going to do when we, she talked to Melisandre. Yeah, no, I, and my my whole thought too. But yeah, then it uh, happened, and I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah, no, I'm 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 after because we 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 said that. I think you said it. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, Arya's going to kill the Night King, and I'm like, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. And then I was just waiting for it to happen. I'm like, where's Arya? Where's right, Arya? Right. Like, but even for me, when the Night King was like getting ready, you know, pulling the sword out or whatever, when she came out of nowhere, I was like, oh my god, I had, yeah. I had, I had forgotten. Yeah. Like I knew it was going to happen, but I, just the way it was done, it was just, I, it was so. good. I've said it before. I've talked to you about it, but that image of her leaping oh, behind yeah. the Night King will forever be seared into my into my being. Absolutely. Like I. I get teared up when I watch it still. Like, oh, yeah. I've watched it probably a hundred times, and every time I'm like, oh, my God, I get emotional. It's, with the music, and and I want to I wanna talk about the music for a second. Can I do that? Yeah, of course. Um, this music in this episode, especially the last song, The Night King, um, if you haven't listened to The Night King just as a standalone without the show, like, just listen to the song. It's almost nine minutes long. It is fantastic. R- Ramin Jawadi is yeah. a genius. He's brilliant. It's the music because um, the more I listen to it, the more it has uh, tones of um, help me season seven. A light of the seven. Light of the seven. Yeah. It has similar music to that, but it twists it See, to that's make it the season night six. Season six. Time. I'm sorry. Um, so it, you know, it it kind of is tying together some things that it. It's just so well done. And about seven-ish, seven minutes and 25 seconds or so into the song is when things amp up. And, like, I was telling Dan, I just, like, can feel that music in, like, my soul. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's that good. It, it, I haven't felt that with music since, like, Lord of the Rings. Um, You know, and, like, I love the other Game of Thrones music, but th- this song is just at a different level. And I hope that he wins some awards he better win some awards for yeah, it because it's absolutely it's just superb so it's... i mean another another one of the complaints that uh, i think people were disappointed that the build-up to the night king what that the night king wasn't the final conflict yes um, a lot of people didn't which like that. i i kind of get that but I at the same time that. i don't because for me the night king was never that interesting of uh of a bad guy yeah uh, for me it was more the actual people and uh, Beerless says, I don't think anyone else should have killed the Night King, uh, but I'm not into how the scene was composed. There are more interesting things they could have done with Arya's approach, but they wanted everyone to bathe in desperation. I think they nailed that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget how yeah. I felt when that, that yeah, all happened. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, for me, the, the Night King was never a super interesting bad guy. A lot of people didn't know what his motivation was. Uh, but it was very simple. His motivation was to wipe out humans. life, right? Wipe out life, uh, not just humans, but the children of the forest too. And that's that was his only motivation. That was his only goal. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's not as interesting as a character like Cersei, who you know, uh, yeah, she was bad at the beginning, but she's kind of turned into a monster at yeah. this point. And I uh, think much more interesting. And 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 the the way the characters, you know, oh. The characters that that live too is another another source of contention for people. How many characters? So yeah, the main a lot characters of people. Lived. I think people wanted to see someone, a main character, go down. Yeah. I mean, Jorah is probably as close as they got. Jorah Theon. Theon, Theon as well. Um, 
what, uh, what was my point that I was going to make? Uh, something about, I can't remember. Continue. It'll come back to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think the, oh, the, the Night was King was, was a little too one dimensional, I think, to be the yeah. one, the bad guy. Right. And the thing so... I liked about Game of Thrones was the conflict between people and, and not, it's not Lord of the Rings, you know, it's yeah. George R. R. Martin never intended it to be Lord of the Rings. The Night King is not even, at least at this point in the books. He's not a character in the book, so yeah. it's a show creation to uh, kind of put a face with this this threat. So, right. yeah. So what my point was is, I would say, having watched it through five, at least five full times, yeah. Um, what percentage of those shows would you say that the biggest threat to the people at that moment was the Night King? It's very small in comparison to how much Cersei and the Lannisters were a threat to the people. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we don't even, you know, we see the White Walkers at the start of the show. We get bits and pieces of them throughout the seasons, but the whole time it's, it's Cersei. Danny's coming to, to get, you know, to get the throne back from Cersei. And that's, you know, that's really what it is. So, um, I, I, I totally get what people are saying that like, it was like, boom, done, Night King's gone. And that's kind of crazy because, but when you think about it, the building up to the Night King has been a small, a small part of a bigger picture of what is Cersei going to do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, another one of the complaints is that a lot of the main characters survived. Um, I, I, I personally don't have a problem with that. I'm actually glad they survived. Uh, because I think, I think they need to be there for the, uh, yeah, no, we don't. I don't have a problem with that, with her finding about yeah. out about the Night King. Uh, yeah. She's protecting her family. That's fine. Um, but anyway, yeah, the uh, you know the, the characters that are that are left. I think it's going to make a more interesting plot with uh, how is how's Tyrion going to deal with Cersei? How's yeah. Jaime going to deal with Cersei? And I think uh, what's, we what's, still... what's Brienne going to ha- do because she's loyal to Sansa, but also loyal to Jaime, like. That's yeah. what's going to be interesting. And for I mean, me. we have three full episodes, and no one is saying that like none of the main characters are going to die. Yeah, that is a very real possibility. Yeah, we know how Cersei feels about Jaime, about Tyrion. We know Bronn has been sent out to find those two. We know how Cersei feels about Arya. We know how Cersei feels about Danny mm. and Sansa. Like, there's there is still a lot of bad here, and I am very nervous. <laughs> Uh, what do we think Bran was doing during the last battle? There's a lot of theories out there's there. There's a lot of but... theories. And I... I tend to lean towards Bran is up to no good. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because we know Bran is not actually Bran. We right. know he's a three-eyed raven. But again, I go back to my foreshadowing. And when Benjen saves Bran, uh, Bran and Mira... Uh, uh, the way Benjen looks at Bran when he's like, you know, I leave you here, you know, and that's it. I don't like... Benjen is like a solemn, serious character, so maybe I'm reading into it too much. But he gives him such a look like you're going to mess this up or you're going to do something bad or, you know, or don't let this go awry. Something like that. Um, So we know Bran isn't really bran and i i just think 
I think he's up to no good. Or he's, I feel like he's got something going that we are, maybe that's what's going to kind of surprise us out of nowhere is that maybe Bran is up to something that's going to change everything. Yeah. Because again, we still have three long episodes left. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like seal it up and put a stamp on it. Yet yeah, because and I, it's not I, over. <laughs> I think I think some of the things that happened in this episode will probably be explained in the next one. Yeah, some of the questions oh, sure. people have, like uh, you know, one of one of my, one of the things I've been reading is that Bran was kind of guiding Arya and John and and the various players to yes. to help them to get them to where where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that could have been it. Um, you know, you don't you don't know. Mm-hmm. Some people think the night. The, the connection between the Night King and 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 Bran isn't isn't completely severed, and that the Night King is going to come back in some some capacity, or that even Bran is the the Lord of Light. Like I've read, that. I have read. Like it's, it's, yeah, who knows? Yeah, 